0: Everyone and welcome back to the Kick to Crotch podcast. So today you may recognise uh, the guys with me if you watch my other podcast or you've had a look round on this channel before if you're on YouTube. Uh, this is Monty and RJ or better known as Untapped Keg. Uh, they do their own podcast on sobriety and mental health on YouTube and basically more platforms than I do my podcast, which is a bit annoying, but there we go. So um, how are we doing guys? How are we?
1: All as well. Yeah, all all is well on my end. Uh, excited, excited. It's been a while since we we, we talked, and uh, yeah, things are different in a good way now. But we're we're I, obviously I don't want to speak for RJ, but I'm I'm glad to be back.
2: Yeah,
0: how you doing, RJ?
3: I'm honestly really good. Like I know this isn't the place for it, but mentally I'm in a better place than I've been maybe my entire life. So that's awesome. And then uh, just. Yeah, being able to catch up with you again is going to be a lot of fun, so I'm excited for this.
0: Cool, cool, cool. The one thing I will say is always a place to talk about whether you're doing well. <laughs> and anyone right. out there that ever ever tells you it's not a place where you can talk about your mental health, um, one, two fingers up, depending on which country you are, and tell them to go fuck themselves very hard. Anyway, um, so today <laughs> we're going to be talking about um, the difference in, in violence, basically, and violence around the world, because... Let's be honest, we all know there's shit going down everywhere because we've got a fucking psycho in charge of what he still thinks is Soviet Russia. Um, so there's a lot of, a lot of violence going, out, uh, going on all over the place. Um, but I think there's a stark difference, especially when we talk about violence, between the US and the UK specifically. Because if we're honest, in the UK, we personally, I am more fearful of going to America than I am to go to the Middle East, way more, because in the Middle East, I'm, I know I'm okay, I've been to the Middle East a few times, in fact, I just came back from the Middle East a few weeks ago, I was in Jordan, I was in the middle of the desert, um, I had no issues, you know, and a lot, a lot of bullshit like Fox News and shit like that will just tell you the Middle East is awful, Islamic country, just, no. Um, but you don't have to worry about things. And if things were to happen there, if it was violent or anything like that, it you, the feel that you would get is basically this. It this, it'd be the same thing as if I was back here in England. Okay, okay everyone. So there was a little bit of a glitch there. If I've edited it properly, which I, you know, probably not. There should be a little bit um, of a glitch there because I, um, um yeah, I jinxed myself by saying i would had that other people had had tech issues and my complete fucking setup just went. So, I am back. Anyway, we are talking about the Middle East and the fact that I am more scared, really, and I think a lot of people are more scared of US violence than Middle Eastern violence. You know, we all see the the, the BS from Fox News and everything like that about, you know, terrorist warrings and things that. But in actual day-to-day violence, I have never felt unsafe in the Middle East. Not once. Mm. Even when I've seen people with you know, the guns and stuff, because I see them in London, you know. Um, yes to anybody that's in America that thinks Fox News is, is everything. We have guns in the UK. Police have guns. Trump's response to everything by going, it wouldn't happen if it, they, they had guns. Guess what we fucking do? Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, um, it's still far scarier to me, the idea True. of US, because it seems very much the case that if you're a coward, you pull a gun. Um, you know, if a, if a bar fight isn't going your way, oh, well, there we go. And that's it. And that's, not to, that's not to be um, overplaying the idea of fighting, because obviously I would suggest not to fight as well. You know, there is the toxic masculinity bred into me there as well. But the fight isn't a good thing either way. But at least with a fight, you're unlikely to do quite as much damage if you just shoot someone and that seems to be the response but at the same time most people that pull a, a you know the amount of research on it is that most people that pull a gun are just not going to use it it's, it's not going to happen but it's still a massive threat and it's a massive worry I think to a lot of people because gun violence in the US and just violence in general in the US dwarfs the entire continent of Europe you know the U.S. isn't the um, doesn't have the highest gun ownership per capita. That's a European country that does. Um, I, I can't remember where it is now, but it's a European country that has about six or seven million people, and they have one and a half times that in guns. Um, but there just seems to be a an, an immediate thought of guns and violence when you think of the U.S. That's what, at least in Europe and in the U.K we would think of. And I'm just wondering does it feel like that when you when you kind of get out into day-to-day life um does it feel like that that if you got into a brawl that you've got to worry about where someone's hands going.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and RJ RJ made a good point we were speaking um a bit and he made a really good point and yeah RJ you really should share that because that that right. that is that is pretty, pretty true.
3: So The way that I look at, let's say, the Middle East, the violence there, if there is violence, right? Or Africa, let's say, like the stereotypes in America with Africa is Mm -hmm. every African country is violent and they all have a civil war or whatever. You know where the fighting is, right? It's like it's contained. Like there's an area where the fighting is. The United States, completely random, right? You could be at a grocery store. You could be watching a movie. You could be doing whatever, and all of a sudden you're in an active shooter situation. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's, to me, that's the difference. That's why it is yeah. scary. It is scary to get into a fight here because, like you mentioned, um, at the end of it, some nobody's going to be, uh, like, that hurt. Like, what's the worst that's going to happen unless, obviously, there's a knife or anything? But you have to worry about them going back to their car and coming back because they were disrespected and they got to put some back on it. Like, that's, and that's a real worry. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think I, for me, it's, yeah, the, it's the, in this country, right? I think what we lack and I think why th- there's, there's many reasons why violence is the way it's at where there's a civil unrest in every single state here in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think more so, right, where people get to that point of just shooting and killing and, or, or what have you, and you don't really see that and you, pro- you probably do, but you, it's not as much. Like you said, in the Middle East, right, there certain areas is where it's happening. And I think the difference, in my opinion, right, is that in this country, there's no real, in my opinion, there's no real nationality. There's no real, like, I Mm -hmm. honor my father's name, last name, my country, so I'm going to do right. I'm going to always do right. I'm going to respect man and or woman across from me. Uh, I'm going to work, all that stuff. You know what I mean? Kind of like the, the Asian style in a sense. Uh, in this country, it's more so of just I focus on myself. I don't care about anybody else. Um, oh, there was just another shooting. Oh, that's fine. Whatever. It didn't happen to me. It didn't happen in my neighborhood. Mm, I don't care. Um, as opposed to other countries there you have that respect for your country. You have that respect for your town or, and, and, all, and all that stuff. We don't, we don't really have that here. I
0: mean, I don't know if I'd call it respect for country because I would say... At least in England, and actually I think across Europe, we would look at America as being too much of that. Um, <laughs> I think. What, what, I mean, what you're talking about is neoliberalism versus, um, you know, utilitarianism, which is utilitarianism would be the the greatest good for the greatest amount of people, which is tends to be an Asian yeah, thing. That's, yeah. that's. I mean, that's why they used. That's why they. Um, you know, a lot of Chinese tourists used to wear masks and it was always the case because they were unwell and you always got people that misunderstood that before the pandemic happened because the idea was they did look after everybody else. And so there's definitely that. I I get what you mean in in the kind of we look after everybody else. But neoliberalism is the whole West. Um, But Mm. I would actually think, because Europe, you'd have the same viewpoint, but I don't, I, I personally wouldn't see it as being for country or for town or anything like that because I mean, we we literally see that as a problem with the US, and, I, and in fact, I think been yeah. in the in Asia, a lot of them would think that as a problem. With the US. You do not have so if we, I could say this pretty confidently, um, apart from maybe ex military people, if in England you see someone on their house with the national flag, we think they're racist, oh, yeah, automatically, and that is not just the UK. That is something you would expect pretty much everywhere outside of the US. No one thinks about patriotism or um the flag or anything like that like America. No one does. It's yeah. it's really strange to us. It is literally a sign of I'm racist. That's what it means. You can almost guarantee they voted Brexit. They voted to leave the EU and you know they're they're your mate Dave that's gone on a march somewhere. They it is very, very much a kind of we don't have that feeling of, of, of I would say faux patriotism because, you know, what, what patriot what patriotism means in America isn't patriotism, it's it's someone wants to be a cunt and no one's gonna tell them otherwise. Um, you know, it's 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 the people It's white fear. Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a bullshit. It's
3: been stoked. That's what it is. Like that's <laughs> if we get well, down to it, you look at like the you look at the mass shootings in the United States, they're white. Every single time they're white. And it, it's being stoked by, honestly, the far right. You have had a few left shooters, but generally, it has been far right. And they're made to feel emasculated. Like, you know, here, we, honestly, the military's worshipped, right? Like, that's a really big, um, I would say, drawback. Like, yes, we support our troops, but a lot of times it's to the point of worshiping them. Like, and I'm not, I'm not military. Right. Um, but I do, I, a lot of my friends went into the military. You're raised like, Hey, you should really think about going into the military for this. But I know a lot of people who weren't in the military, but they buy military surplus stuff and they chuck their shirts in. They like March, they fold their hands and stuff. But when the rubber met the road, they, they weren't going to do it. And then, you know, that turns into them feeling self-conscious and emasculated. And then all of a sudden, you know, a few things bad happen. Uh, You know, they can't get a date with a woman. Like they get disrespected. And then they, they think that they're, they're right. And then you have like 4chan and 8chan where it just breeds this toxicity where for some odd reason, these white people from these small towns in America and it's not just small towns, but it honestly is a lot of it. Like, they, they think that they're under attack. They're, they're People are coming to take their livelihoods away from them.
0: It's this toxic masculinity. It's, it's, it's and it, it's, I think yeah. people always forget when we mention toxic masculinity, because I've had this discussion on, on different topics. People always forget, and you always get people going, oh, you haven't got men. No, 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 no. What people forget is toxic masculinity is fucking shit for men too. It screws <laughs> with men, you know, all of us, as we discussed off camera before we came on, are in jobs or have been in jobs where toxic masculinity is part of it. You know, RJ, you're in, um, you spend your time around um, toxic masculinity because it's a very kind of, it's a it's a work, a, a man's worker's job, that kind of thing. Monty, obviously, from um, NFL. I mean, I think that's enough just to say NFL and we can fucking get it. I mean, um, oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's the type of <laughs> entire sport that is based around the idea of smacking your head against someone and then right. I'm no better because I was a fucking tournament fighter. So, <laughs> 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 literally a, hit them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it's, it's, you know, it's that really, really bullshitty toxic masculinity and it does, I think it's lucky if you can get out of that spiral but a lot of the time... You're you're told that you're meant to be like this. You're a man, so you're meant to be tough. You're meant to be like this, and then, like you're saying, RJ, if somebody says otherwise, you get small-minded little idiots that mm. that just go, "Oh well, I'll pull a gun." And you can tell the diff. You can tell the difference because it's. I think a lot of it is, it's it's small-minded pettiness on top of the toxic masculinity on top of the bullshit, and you can see the difference um, between. What I would say, someone that actually has the balls to be kind, because that's something that you never you never generally hear is it's it's in a lot of circumstances. It's tougher to be a to be a good person. Oh, yeah. To be an arsehole. And I say that in full thing of the fact that I genuinely call myself an arsehole most of the time. But the the reason I say that is because if we look at um, the BLM marches, for instance, there were plenty of dickheads that just came out of fucking nowhere to say all lives matter, all that kind of shit, you know. But then the one person who actually had the balls to go against his upbringing and to be a good guy was the one that the fucking media had to go at, which really fucked me off. It was um, a guy who'd been brought up as a, a white supremacist. And that was his family, you know, he, that's all he'd known basically until yeah. he went to university. And oh, I know who you're is, talking like, about. Yeah, yeah, this is the guy who basically, he reached out and the media made it look like he was making a, um, a a Nazi salute until all the BLM marches just went, the fuck are you doing? This guy was supporting us. What he was actually mm-hmm. doing was he was reaching right. out for a BLM, um, uh, like, uh, fucking hell, a flag so that he could march with them. Yeah, he was covered in tattoos, but that's because his family had tattooed him. And it's like, that guy had the balls to step out, or step away from the toxic masculinity, step away from it. Unfortunately, as you're saying, so many of the people are just going to go, well, no, I'm just going to buy a gun. And I'm well aware that that accent suggests something, but let's be honest, that's, that's the kind of accent I expect. It is, it is the kind of fucking deliverance. You know, you think of it, if I, if I went, I was in the desert in Jordan a few year, a few weeks ago, I was in the middle of the fucking desert in the Middle East. I had no worries about if I came across members of the Bedouin, Bedouin come across me, fine. If I was in the deep south and I heard someone on a fucking banjo going "da da da,", da then I'd be worried. So you know, that, that's the <laughs> thing. I mean, the media with, with Fox News and all that kind of shit always tells you about terrorism and oh, it's going to be. You know, in 2019, before the pandemic, because after the pandemic we can't really fucking tell. But before the pandemic, there was um, around the world 29,000 people. Sorry, uh, 32. I'm double checking it. Sorry, I, I've gone over 26,000 people killed by terrorism in the world. Gun deaths in America um, because of shootings was 39,000. It was one and a half times as much as oh, yeah. the worldwide terror. And yet, Fox News and everyone else, and I will say Fox News, and if Fox, if you want to try and get me on as an international person, go for it because you're just as fucking bad as Piers Morgan. Fuck you. Um, Mm. And if you don't think I will come on your show, if one of your researchers comes across this, try me. Um, You know, this this idea that they kind of consistently go on of like, don't take our guns away from us. And then it's, you know, the Dems versus Republicans. Fucking Obama was triple rated as being good for um, gun ownership, for Christ's sake. Mm. He was actually rated higher than Trump was for fucking gun ownership. See right. This weird, this weird dichotomy that comes about when they start to discuss guns and everything like that well, no movement to try and change it
3: one thing about Obama like the reason he was the triple rated was because he would come out in favor of background checks and that would lead to more gun sales more ammo sales like, so that's part of the reason he had it but all you need to know about the United States with gun ownership is a guy stole his parents gun went into an elementary school, which is kindergarten through third graders, killed 20 little kids, and it led to an increase in gun sales, an increase in ammo sales, and it honestly had led to more people putting their feet in the ground saying, don't take my guns.
0: And that's because when when there's been things in England, when there's been, you know, um, I mean, well, the last mass shooting in England, for instance, which was Dunblane, Which ironically was when I I was shooting at the time, you know, anyone that doesn't think that we shoot over here. Yes, we do. I was a member of the British NRA um, and um, I I was shooting rifles. Um, And Dunblane happened, which is the last mass shooting happened actually at the school that Andy Murray, the um, former world uh, tennis tennis star went to. Oh, okay. Um, He was at the school when it happened Um, and it was a mass shooting. And within a few months, I think, maybe not even that, um, so many different types of guns were banned in the UK. lead tip bullets were banned in the UK, and everything was just gone. And there was no one going out and rushing to buy guns. And actually, every time something violent happens in the UK, the response is, if anything, is to go and learn self-defence. To learn how to protect yourself genuinely against something. It's not to go and find something that's offensive as a weapon. It's not like we have a rush on buying kitchen knives and swords. We have a, we have a rush on, I want to learn to defend myself. Can I find mm. something that's reflective of violence, not, you know, offensive as violence? Yeah. yeah.
1: No, that makes sense. I think, again, it, it, there's so many differences, but this country here, it's the glorification as RJ stated, the glorification of our military, mm. um, Obviously, it's what what kids are seeing. I mean, when you watch campaigns, right? presidents will campaigns, right? It's like ninety percent of the commercial is 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 soldiers,
3: the American flag, marching
1: up, and and the American flag and all that stuff. And I just think, like, once we get away from this this idea of honor equals taking somebody's life, um, because that's what we see on television. It, it's where all of our tax dollars go, right, to our military. I think once we start really doing some work, then we'll actually become a country that actually has honor, honor, uh, real honor in a sense, not this fake honor, because we're not doing anything about
3: it. We're not.
1: We're, well, we're I not. mean,
3: and one thing too is the amount of money that the United States spends every single year in learning how to kill you a million yeah. different ways before you hit the ground, when you could be putting that into non-lethal Like trying to actually save lives, like emotional
1: intelligence programs.
3: (laughs) I mean, it's just it's it's untenable, and that they have so many people brainwashed that that has to happen, otherwise we're going to be in danger. But the fact of the matter is, listen, I work on high voltage power lines. All right, if the power goes out, I get the call. Two a.m. in the morning, I'm going out to somebody's house and I'm walking around their backyard I am scared yeah. right. to death that somebody's coming out with a shotgun and they're blasting or worse an AK or not an AK but an AR mm-hmm. and they're blasting before they ask any questions even though I got a big diesel truck in the driveway with my beacons going flashing orange like that's a, that's a real fear that I had often oh, yeah. as a lineman cuz I was alone
0: it's the whole military spending is it's ridiculous it's baffling also and this is this is where it's um, someone if anyone's fucking watching this in the comments is gonna have a go at me but the biggest issue is it's not true as in it's not it doesn't do anything so you spend more on the military than the next 17 countries combined i think it's
3: 20 the... but it's close yeah
0: and The only two countries on that list that you wouldn't really actually use your military against are the ones that you're not allied with, which is China and Russia,
4: because they both
0: have the bomb. So you actually don't have a reason to have that military because you're you're actually aligned with everybody else in the top. So they they will defend you, if anything Mm -hmm. else. On top of that, every time you've done military movements to try and show your superiority with superior numbers against the British, who are fifth and by fifth I mean less than a tenth of what you spend you lose to our military in your in your um, war games so you don't have the best trained in fact we tend to train you you don't have a a responsive military that's ever going to be able to be deployed because the only time you would do against powers that have the bomb and so that you never would do anyway what the fuck's the point it's it's one of those things and it does seem as if it is the senator's Male senators' wet dreams and uh, what happens when toxic masculinity meets money of going, well, yeah, we're our country. It's just just upscaled. Instead of having a gun collection in the back of your house, you now have a collection of missiles and that's it. And that breeds a way of thinking because it then breeds this idea of, well, we're the toughest, we're the strongest. Therefore, this is going to happen. And it doesn't, where does it end? Because all that happens is you have constant mass shootings, you have fear of going out in certain parts of your street. I mean, I always love it when you watch american um like news broadcasts and they say that you know some parts of london uh, people are scared to go out and' things like, "Oh not. there is no part of London, no part of London that I wouldn't walk through, not one i mean granted i'm I'm someone who can defend myself, however, there are many bits of America. In pretty much every major city I can think of that i wouldn't fucking touch Absolutely. because I can't stop a bullet from two hundred yards so <laughs> yeah it's
1: it's this, this a lot of work needs to be done, but it's, we're, not, we're not even listen we're not even in phase we haven't even began we haven't even started yet of, of really fixing this problem just an hour mm-hmm. ago literally literally just an hour ago, and I'm not making this up, Google is free, guys check it out. Literally just an hour ago, it was reported that there was a shooting in Iowa, an um, Iowa high school, high school in the parking lot. Fifteen year old died. High school. Now, when someone like myself pops on Twitter late at night, just checking out world news, checking stuff out. Um, first off, my heart goes out to the kid, obviously, who passed away, the, the, the other vi- victims, everyone who saw it and stuff. But there is this you're desensationalized to it um, in, in, in a sense because it's so common. It is so mm-hmm. common. It is almost impossible to go a week if you if you if you're on social media, if you're on social media quite a bit, it's almost impossible to go a week without seeing some sort of tragic event of that matter, meaning I guess a mass shooting or or shootings yep. happening at schools, movie theaters, or it happens so grocery often. stores. Yeah, church grocery-
0: yeah
3: name name a place of gathering it's happened
0: we literally even in general lexicon in england for american english we have the term going postal which is because of the the association we have with postal workers going um crazy and yeah
3: Yeah, that's that's something that we still use here too like that's some vernacular and Mons is right like we're still we're not even at the phase where we can start to because it's so ingrained it, like people read the second amendment and they think it's their right to have arms against the government that let me ask you this what is a little AR15 going to do against a drone predator missile that shoved up your ass you ain't you ain't shooting the damn thing out of the air i would also argue they haven't read the second amendment yeah, no, that's, <laughs> yes, you are right. Because they don't know. I, I, will what ask, actually,
0: I will ask this of both of you. What does the Second Amendment say?
1: I can give you the basic right to bear arms.
0: Nope. Those that are of a free and fair militia in defense of their state have the right to bear arms. Meaning you do not, as an individual, have the right to bear arms at all. Not what it says. In fact, let's see if we can find it. I've got it. That, <laughs> that's
3: funny because I honestly thought it was about the right to bear, like that, literally that. And I've, I, I know for a fact I've read it, but I've forgotten it because well, it's that been. About right. That's how it's been told to us, right?
1: Yeah, I was gonna say that sounds about right. That's that's our country, right? Let's get all that important other stuff out the way. Oh yeah, right to bear arms. literally.
0: Oh yeah, people <laughs> literally forget. Where the fucking Constitution comes from. It was written as the right to bear arms, but, uh, being of a free and fair militia, because it was to fight us. It was so that you could form <laughs> right. a militia to fight the Brits. That was the whole reason. It wasn't so you just randomly had fucking guns. It was so that you could form a militia, form a defense against us. And the reason they were a militia rather than anything else is because you didn't technically have a military because you were a colony. So that's why it's written like that. But I always make the argument that technically the only people that are allowed guns by, their, by your constitution, if you define it as it's written, are the crazy motherfuckers that you have to send the FBI after usually. Because they are technically a free and fair militia in defence of their state as they see it. Those that just go, I'm going to have a gun. No, that's not what your constitution says. It is not what the constitution says at all, I'm going to now because uh, fuck it, I'm going to find it. Wait a <laughs>
3: and, you know that that reminds me like the government um, back in the '90s, and it was led by Reagan and Bush. They actually banned assault rifles in the United States.
0: Everything has been banned at some point. It's just that someone else then decides that it's um, that they're right over somebody else. It is-
3: and then, so it expired under Clinton, and Clinton was okay with it expiring, and in that. Like I want to say, it was six-year period. The gun violence in the United States went way down. I mean, it, yeah, it was like it was really low. And what do you need? What do you need an AR for anyway? You ain't going hunting with it, like at all. Okay.
0: What do you
1: need multiple for?
0: Seemingly your Constitution is so small, I can't find it. <laughs>
1: um,
0: but yeah, so I know it's there. And anyone that is wondering, yes, the Constitution of the United States is fucking tiny. If you ever have a copy. Um, but, yeah, it will do. And it's, it's that kind of thing. It will go down because this idea of, um, oh, well, it's not a, it's not going to, um, you know, if, if we don't have guns, we can't protect ourselves is nonsensical. Um, because as as we said, those that have guns don't use them. Um, here we are. I've got the exact wording up on my screen. Um, so it's not quite as I worded it, but it's near enough. A well regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. So I've got it mixed up a little bit. Um, Uh The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So it doesn't specify any individualistic. It is a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of the free state. The right of the people to bear arms shall not be infringed. It does not anywhere say, everyone give them guns. All right.
3: And this is where we talk about the degradation of the American education system. It yeah, started pretty, in pretty the pretty 80s. <laughs> Actually, it started before then. It started in the 70s, and it's just gone way downhill since then. And it's, it's good for the people in power, right? It's good for the people who have money, that we are not very smart. We literally, the people who say don't be a sheep, Are literal sheep and will regurgitate what they hear because it, it falls in line with their ego because that's what, that's what the United States, that's what we, that's what we stroke. We stroke that ego.
0: Well, I mean, the the best way to get um, people on the right like that to, to do things like that is to just tell them that it's part of a a Russian conspiracy to make them not do it. And they'll probably do it. Well, it, it depends
3: because right now, if you bring up Russia, they're like, Oh yeah, I like Russia. Putin's a yeah. strong leader. They yeah. flopped on us. Yeah. They and flopped up, on us.
1: Up. It's very similar, very, very similar in this country too. Um, unfortunately, and this has happened probably within the last six, seven years, um, when we see a house with, that has an American flag posted outside of it, we automatically assume they're racist. Well, well I do, at least. I really do. Um, I automatically assume that they voted for Trump they far right and 98% of the time I am not, I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong at all. And that's so unfortunate because it really hit me probably like a year ago, driving through a neighborhood and seeing American flags. And I was like, wow, I remember growing up and we would see those all the time. I remember running around with them, doing all kinds of fun stuff, whatever, and and PE, all that jazz with, with just all that. But now when you see it, 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 at least in my opinion, it holds this representation of, of, This really is not the best country.
0: (laughs) The weird thing is, I kind of think that's a step in the right direction. That you are disassociating that patriotism, that that patriotism. And it does become that because, you know, know, the idea of hugging the fucking flag, for instance. I know Trump has some sexual depravities, but really a fucking flag. I mean, because that's what he was doing. He was fucking, you know, and also the idea so I, I always love this. Oh, I really respect, patri- you know, Patrick America and, and the flag. And I, 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 Yeah, I'm all for that. You know, the problem with those people is they tend to be wearing flag clothes by the United States fucking mm-hmm. flag code that yes. is not allowed. Exactly. You are disrespecting the flag by having it on clothes, having it on napkins, having on every fucking thing is not allowed by the flag code. It's not allowed by military flag code. Any of it. And yet it's the thing you do. It's bullshit. Oh Sorry, yeah, I didn't mean, No, we, so... Oh, go that, ahead, you
3: What you said um, reminded me... So you know about our Pledge of Allegiance, right?
1: <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: So for those who don't know, who are in Europe or international, in school, at the start of the day, every single day, we stand up, we look at the flag that's in the corner, and we say the Pledge of Allegiance to the United States. And when you say it out loud as an adult, you're like... That is some creepy ass shit. Like that's some I cult level did. shit. So, to the
1: flag of the United States of America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. it's like flashbacks.
3: every day, every day we do it. And we never thought there was anything wrong with it. Now there's starting to be a conversation like, why are we doing that? That's weird. Like that's, that's not something that's normal. And that's not something we should be doing. I so you, I agree with you.
1: They don't do it anymore, though, right? That, that's no longer. Yeah. You, I think, yeah, I think we got.
3: I think we got rid of it. Pretty sh- I, th- I think they still do it.
0: No. Yeah. yeah. No way.
3: There's the only no country
0: way. I can think of for that is North Korea, and you, st- you definitely should <sighs> do <have> it. <laughs> And you know how much you do it? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America for the principles of what, which we hold United under. I know the fucking thing because of how much I see it on fucking programs. That's, <laughs> like, it's ridiculous.
3: For the republic, for which it stands, one nation, like
0: said, indivisible. Under, yeah, exactly. It's, it's yeah. nonsensical. The, the... Our founding... Oh, I'm sorry. I no, go I'm on, go on. Go for
2: it. Go
1: on. Well, I was going to say, our founding fathers wrote the rules, right? Wrote the rule book. And actually, I think it was James Madison that actually wrote it to where the Constitution um, should be amended, in a sense, every 17 or 18 years, something like that. Madison um, and Hamilton.
0: A few yep, days after said. the Constitution was made, the fucking declaration. So you, got the Const- you got the Constitution, and a few days later, the Bill of Rights was yeah. made, which I swear to God, the only other person I've heard ever mention is... Um, is uh, Jeffries, I forgot his first name now, He's an Australian, who always points out when people say, you can't amend the Bill of Rights. He goes, it's called the fucking amendments. <laughs> they are amendments.
3: There's been 20 of them.
1: I mean, it's...
0: More
3: than I 20. told you, we just... I, I think it's like 20... Isn't it 24, 25?
1: I thought it was 27.
3: Four? Either way, no. it's been done quite a few times. Yeah. <laughs> but again,
1: like I said, in this country, we don't, we don't care. We don't care. The rules were written for us, um and again e- even though i you know i have my own opinions obviously about our founding fathers just due to the the, the time and the history and it's in slaves and all that but they were quite brilliant with how with how they went about writing it and we don't follow it we don't care we don't care well we make our own rules
3: it, as it turns out that we've learned these past uh 12 20 years yeah 20 years they, they're they only so brilliant to uh, believe in the goodness of man that you can be shamed because there are a lot of norms that were not actually written in to protect the systems that are being violated right now. And a lot of people are saying, well, that's okay because they're in power. So because you have the power, you can do what you want if you want the power. You got to win. And like, you know, you're seeing, you're bastardizing the judicial system. Like, It turns out it's a pretty flawed document that we didn't know was flawed until you had people like Mitch McConnell get in charge.
0: I mean, we also have Thomas Jefferson to blame, because Thomas Jefferson, after he was VP, um, he took away the change. He changed the Electoral College, which meant previously, those that got the most votes became president, those that got the second became VP, which meant that you had two opposing parties in power. And so the only way decisions could be made was by consensus. It was the only way that it could happen, whereas now you have a one one uh, winner taking it all. And that's what makes it even... I've heard people go, oh, it'd be messed nowadays. I'm like, no, 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 it wouldn't, because if it continued, no. it would mean right. that they would actually not be as divisive. You couldn't be mm-hmm. as divisive because you'd have to work together. Um, I mean, yeah, Jefferson fucked up a lot of things. Um,
3: <laughs> as it turns out, it was I mean, such a great... As great of a person as we've made him out to be,
0: no, well, none of them. Yeah. None of them were. I mean, oh, yeah, no,
3: yes, you're right.
0: The entire, I mean, Hamilton has kind of made you know, Lin Manuel Miranda maybe um, um, a lot of things. A historian, he is not, because it suggests that um, that Hamilton was not a slave owner or not a slaver. And my fucking god, I mean, okay, Jefferson was probably the worst. I mean, he had six six illegitimate children, and then didn't free them after his death. Yeah, um, but. But right. he was certainly not alone in in the founding fathers, right. um, and I mean, yeah, of them really, the, the 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 war of independence or the revolutionary war was. it it was because businesses didn't want to be charged more. I mean, that's literally what happened. Businesses didn't want more taxation. It had nothing to do with the normal person. The taxation from England wouldn't have affected them at all. It would have affected the businesses, which meant they couldn't get more profits. The connections from the founding fathers meant that they wanted to have um, more power. And so they took more power and started a war because they needed to keep that power and keep that money. And then a nation is born out of what effectively was corrupt businessmen. And, and now we
3: have late-stage capitalism. We let people die all the time because they can't afford
0: basic human needs. Arguably, oh, and I, I will say this, and I'm sure there's other people that will agree or disagree, is you don't have capitalism. You have productivism. So capitalism is what Norway has. It's what Switzerland has. It's which capitalism, yes, you, you face the cap. You look for the capital and you look for that. However, to make capitalism work, you have to have um, competition. You have to have competition. You also have to make sure that the individual is respected because without the individual capital can't be made, whereas productivism doesn't look at that. Productivism looks at the the outcome. The outcome of product doesn't look at the individual at all because the individual doesn't come into it. It's literally the only productivist nation on earth. So I always find it really amusing when anybody that is actually capitalist, e.g. Finland, Norway, Switzerland, that are... Massively capitalist. You know, you're not going to find a, a millionaire in those countries that says they're not a capitalist, but they're called socialists, and they go, no, 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 they're what actually capitalism is. You're productivist. You're not capitalist. Um, it's a really weird system that then um, that then does it. But because I mean, put it this way, who do you think made the comment that the greatest things that no other mind in a history has ever made come from capitalism? Who do you think said that? It was Karl Marx. Karl Marx, who everyone Marx. goes, ah, oh. yeah, Karl Marx actually, he, he thought that there was something after capitalism, but it, it, one, he didn't necessarily say it was communism, even though it was the Communist Manifesto, and um, he didn't say that everything about capitalism was wrong. He just didn't like the way that it pushed down certain people. A massive, mm-hmm. a massive capitalist was um, Frederick Engel, who was actually his partner with the Communist Manifesto, who owned um, factories in England, in Manchester, and gave them a proper living wage as a capitalist (laughs) because it's still yes they wanted something else but they were working within a capitalist um ideal they were not working under a productivist ideal because productivism almost makes it impossible to be nice because of the way that the structure is there for it so it is that nonsense and i mean you have when you look at the constitution as well the way it's written i don't it 's beautiful to look at in the way that it 's written in the way that it's con- its actual contents it 's nonsense i mean if you look at the u if you look at the u k we don 't have a constitution, so we have bits of law, so what we have is a non ratified constitution which basically means whenever a law comes into being, that is it that is what now um, rules and that 's it. It wipes out whatever came before it it 's why people always get this idea of oh um you can do certain things um, against this or for this. Like there's still theoretically, if you um, go against the crown, you can, be, uh, you can have capital punishment in England. You can't because the Human Rights Act in 1997 immediately overthrew that. But that can't happen in countries like America that have such a strong constitution because you have to not just have it past your um, houses, but you then have to have it by a certain majority. And that's mm. where I think where the biggest problem comes is that the constitution is... Not really a living document in America. It's not a living, changing document. It's
3: not anymore.
0: Left behind. You know, when when was the last the last time you had a, something that actually mattered in terms of? Um... I could
1: not tell you. There is no way I could tell
3: you.
0: I mean, I'm trying to think. I, it was... As
3: far as uh, being a law throughout the entire United States, like is that what?
0: I mean, it depends. It depends on what. Today. I, I the think in the Constitution, I'm trying to think of the last time it did... Now, I'm going to have someone have a gammy for this, but I think the last time it did something where you would actually say it made a true impact is probably 1920, which is the women's right to vote.
3: I would... I mean, you could Civil say Empire. that, but the Civil Rights Act, I think the Equal Protection to Vote, was, uh, that was probably the last one that mattered. And then... The Supreme Court said that racism is de facto dead back in, like, the 08 and removed that and yeah. said it it wasn't necessary anymore.
0: So, neither of them are part of your amendments in the
3: Constitution. Not anymore.
0: Um, mm-hmm. but they, they technically never were. They were oh, never-
3: yeah, you're right. You're so right. They
0: were, they were law, and this is the problem. Because you don't have a living Constitution, it never changes the Constitution, and therefore it's too easy to change.
3: Yeah, because As- you need... You need sixty-six percent uh, majority vote
0: in each state. It's yeah, it's a nonsense. It's a nonsense. Whereas I think, I mean, you could you could argue there was a, there was a, um you changed the voting age to eighteen. I think in the seventies that's on the constitution, which does show a lot. You managed to put on there that everyone can vote at eighteen, but when the civil rights act happened, didn't go on. It didn't go on the um, amendments. Yeah. The last time you had something that I think affected um, uh, P, um, you know, black people, people of colour, um, and I'm 18th. saying both of those oh. because of the different terminologies in different countries, would probably be 1865 <laughs> with the 13th yeah. Amendment, um, December 6th, 1865, which is the abolition. So <laughs> that says a lot. What? Then can't do anything afterwards. You know, and it's... If you have that constitution, it just continues with the bullshit it continues with the bullshit and i know there's people there going what the fuck is this going to do with um uh, violence because it's because it's part of the same problem right you if you give people because of the law because of the constitution because of the way it's set up if you continually push it in that kind of toxic way you then create a toxic senate a toxic house of reps a a toxic presidency and then everything else becomes toxic along with it. Every you know.
1: I mean, in our Constitution, it still says that black people are, are three-fifths of a person. Mm. I mean, they, they can change that. They should change that tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you would think they would, right? Uh, but no. Yeah. No.
0: It's, it's one of those. Okay. I mean, you, it was easier to get amendments to both ban and unban alcohol. Because they are two of your um, amendments in your constitution. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was easier than doing oh. anything else around around violence towards anybody. Um, well,
1: in this, I mean, yeah, in this in this country, man, it's 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 money. It's it's like I said, there's a lot of other variables that play into the violence, but dude, it's it's money. It's money. Right now, we can we can most definitely see a significant decline in, in mass shootings if. if If we honestly just literally banned a few weapons, make possibly, I don't even know, do something, right? But again, but the NRA steps in every single time. Lobbying, NRA steps in. So. National Rifle Association.
0: Yeah, and that's because of the 70s. So if anyone knows their history of the NRA, the NRA changed in the 70s. So it was never, um, the NRA was the exact opposite of what everyone thinks the NRA is. Before the 70s, the NRA um, lobbied for... um, better um, understanding of gun ownership they they lobbied for um background checks they lobbied for um training to use guns everything that is now looked down upon as being oh you know they're going to come and take our guns that was the nra and then in the 70s basically overnight you had people from the right um from pretty much all along the D- mason dixie um line come into the nra and take over they took over the entire seats and got voted in almost overnight and changed the NRA. So what was the NRA was actually, if you go back before the 60s and 70s, was exactly what people needed. But almost overnight, they were changed into what we see now, which is the gun-toting um, nonsense that is pushed forward. But it's always interesting to, to say when people say, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm an NRA member, my dad was an NRA member, my granddad was an NRA member. And you're like, yeah, you and your dad, are members of the same group. Your granddad wasn't. Your granddad was the member of a group that actually made fucking sense. And, you know, you, you, but you have it as almost a, a badge of honor a, a lot of the times of, like, yeah. I was part of this and my dad, almost like like support an NFL team. You know? Oh, well, I support this team. My dad support this team. And my granddad, like...
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah, but it's... it's the more same. honor
1: in sports. I told you, more honor in sports here. And I, and I think you made a really good point. I'm actually going to look into that. I want to see if there's any correlation between the the time the NRA changed and the Civil Rights Act, black people the, essentially the end. I would, of general. I would bet money because I mean, that was yeah. that was when yeah. you had
3: Dixiecrats leaving the party for Republicans as well, and the Dixiecrats were Southern Democrats who were very racist, and the yeah. Democrats backed the Civil Rights Act, so they switched parties.
1: The end of the the end of segregation, the end of essentially right, or, or hypothetically speaking. Um, and I want to know if there's any sort of correlation there, which, which I I can put my bottom dollar on it. I I bet there is.
0: Yeah. I mean, almost almost certainly. And I find it really amusing because if you go by, if you go by country or by island or whatever like that, because some of these wouldn't be countries by themselves, only the second highest, this is why I find it amusing because it covers us the second highest gun ownership. If we don't take into account. You know the actual amount of people in the country, just on actual numbers, what the highest percentages of gun ownership is the Folk is um, would be coming under the folk, Falkland Islands is the second highest after the United States. And the Falkland Islands is by law part of the United Kingdom. <laughs> was it like Denmark? Yeah. Uh, you Wales. Know, Falkland, Islands, Falkland Islands is by um, Argentina.
2: Oh, yeah, geez, South America.
0: America. It's what South we went South to America. war for in the eighties. Yeah, um, it was worth it, right? Yeah, it's like 97% of them consider themselves English. So it's always funny when um, Argentina's like, we want it. It's like, they want to be... Yeah. Anyway. <laughs>
3: so I have a My, question for you when it comes uh, to I violence. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't think we're, I don't think we're going the same place, Mons, but I want to ask you how police officers are looked at okay. in the UK and how you've seen it in Europe. Because here, you can't question what a police officer did. And if you did, you're anti-police and you want crime and that's what's pushed.
0: I have friends who are police and I'll, I'll question them. I don't give a shit. Uh, I
3: I grew up with friends of the police too, but I also still question them, but that's looked down upon here.
0: If, I mean, I think uh, because of people that don't really understand the dichotomy changes between the US and the UK think that our police are far worse than they are but they're not fucking great. Um, but it also depends on where they are. But, um, I think here they're not looked upon favorably that much, but no, you, you there's no problem. Yeah. I mean, but then, but then the difference and I actually New years last year, um, I met someone, uh, who was from the, from the U S and it was fucking hilarious. Cause I met him because of a, a yes theory meetup. It was something I was doing. And, um, basically we were drinking because it was new year's we were drinking we were out drinking in london um in the streets we were, we were drinking not you mm-hmm. know we weren't rowdy we were just trying to find somewhere to to have the drink that we had um yeah. and we tried to get to a park and the park was closed and there was a patrol and the patrol was by the police and the police came over to us and we just went oh man we're just trying to find somewhere to drink. Ah, we oh don't worry guys yeah, yeah yeah if you go down there there's a park just go down there and have some drinks guys and the American that was with us just went, I'm sorry, did the police just tell you where you can go and drink in a park openly? Uh, yeah. So like, that's the relationship you can have if you want to. Um, you know, it's, yeah, we have arseholes in the police, but we also, I think, have more good people in the police. Now, again, there's a lot of people that disagree because there's a lot of movement, especially on on the left in in the, in the UK about how we're funded, but that's, yeah, I, I think the way that you look at the police here is very different. And, you, of course, you can question them. You know, you you might you might get a bit of a, a pushback from the police, but as long as you're sticking mm-hmm. with the laws. Most of us, rec- we record the police a lot of the time as well, and that's normal. You know, they record themselves. But then if you go into Europe as a whole, even more so. If you go to the Netherlands, for instance, the idea of not questioning authority if people are being aggressive is just weird. I have friends who come through border control in England and because the Brits are quite brash in how we speak and we're not being aggressive, but we're, we're quite loud and we're quite, you know, um, find it like they start arguing back because of that, because of the way that we speak. And then get really confused as to why our border control become aggressive, because in, in their country, that's just what you would do, you that you should explain yourself doesn't matter whether you're police or not. You explain yourself. And so, no. yeah, it's it's really weird. I mean, we also have degrees that you can take in policing. You know, I used to work at a university in the department for policing. In yes. fact, I nearly taught, um, I was going to take, uh, I actually nearly taught um, a, sem- a semester module in um, in part of the policing stuff. That was what I was planning to do at one point. So, yeah, it's, we actually have, you know qualifications. Uh, it's it's weird. The whole the whole um, way of how you have it is very strange over there. The idea, I mean, it's the same as the TSA. A lot of your police seem to be on a on a fucking power trip. Yeah, years,
3: absolute power corrupts. Yeah, absolutely, and they're given it,
0: they're giving, and they know it. They've come, and over, they've come over to the UK, and it's quite funny, you can see documentaries that have been made about they've come over to the UK and they ask how the hell do we control people without guns? Mm-hmm. And you're like, because we, they police. That's, like, it's different. Now don't get me wrong, there's still people that have stepped out of line and beaten the shit out of people, but at the end of the day, they haven't shot them. <laughs> and that's the fucking difference. You know, it's not a shoot first, ask questions later situation.
1: Right. I've been I've been I've been trying to think of this question, uh, figure out the way to ask it. But, you know, we're talking about um, the difference between violence in the UK and obviously the United States. Um, I want to know. And and I don't know. There's probably not a right answer to this right off the bat, but something I'm most definitely going to research. But do you think there is some sort of correlation between the British Empire and the countries that they or the, the territories that they colonized and now those colonized? Countries or what have you gaining independence, and those now independent sovereign countries having a significant amount of violence. Do you think there's any sort of connection there from the original I have violent a, folks?
0: I have one word answer for that: Canada. <coughs> huh? Canada. That is the only one, right? I, I'm no, looking Canada at the is list. Still part not of the Commonwealth, countries. and they do not have a gun control problem. Australia, part of the Commonwealth, do not have a gun control um, problem. Um, in fact, they did the same as England. They had a, their last mass shooting. They immediately banned all guns. So, no, uh, the only difference I can think of would be that the only ones to um, not be members of the Commonwealth to fight against us to get independence was America.
3: Glorified it. We celebrate it every
0: year.
1: Yeah. That is what it is.
0: I mean, you had it in your constitution, like I say, because that yeah. militia was meant to fight us um so it's um yeah i mean it's it it is always i always find that really glorified in a weird way as well i think if if america understood that they weren't you didn't win because you were stronger i think would actually help and and that will piss off no
3: see we don't that's not so that part is not what like what we're taught we're taught that we were smaller but we whooped like the yeah. bigger guy's ass, like the David and Goliath scenario, Yeah, but that is that is what it is, like, oh, yeah, but I didn't, and that's I didn't not say, the real thing. I,
0: know, I didn't say you were stronger by size, I mean you were oh, right. stronger, and you weren't, but for a start we were fighting two other countries who actually had power at the time, which is the French and the Spanish one of which helped you, the reason mm-hmm. you have the Statue of Liberty is the French yep. you know, they gave it to you, the original Statue of Liberty, or one of the two, is still in France um, they gave it to you because they were the ones that just went, oh, wait, we can weaken our neighbours who we're fighting. Yes, here, have some money and some... And right. along with that, we didn't know you had gold. We didn't bother fighting you. We really didn't. We didn't stop. We didn't. You didn't beat us. We stopped. We just went, oh, fuck this. If we didn't realise California had gold, we would have just sent our actual army. We didn't send anyone. You lost pretty much every battle. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, Washington was an awful general. Washington lost... I think, every battle he went into, um, the only time he'd known to have a victory was when he went across the Potomac, um, rode across the Potomac, which is the whole thing of, yeah, Washington. You have fucking paintings about it. with The The people he killed were German Hessian traders. They weren't Brits. They were German Hessian traders. It's just that it's taught to you as part of um, our... It was fuck all to do with us.
2: We weren't part of it.
0: See, that's a big problem.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That's that brings me to another point. A huge problem over here is is
0: is the history is not written correctly. Um, I mean, that's the problem. Is if you tell people from hmm. the start because it, it, it's it's based on. And I know there's going to be people. There's probably Americans in here. Um, if if you're Republican, you're probably the one shouting um, <laughs> that, that are are thinking that my my comments are anti-American or that they are they are actively trying to make the Brits sound good or whatever like that. It's it's just factual. And the reason yeah. I put it as just being factual is because when you simply say those facts, everything after it shows the toxicity almost in order. Mm-hmm. We were taught, like, we're, we're taught, we know we fuck the Brits got fucking invaded by everyone. We are the result of fucking invasions like we got invaded by everyone I always love it when people go you yeah, am proper British because I'm Anglo-Saxon I'm like Angles and Saxons are fucking German both of them <laughs> that's what they're from they're from Ang- <laughs> German. and um, so it, it, we were invaded by everyone I think once you know that you're invaded by everyone or that you are you were weakened or you were defeated you don't have that bolshy bullying way of thinking anymore You just don't. You know, it doesn't happen. We were, yes, we had an empire, but we were pushed back. And so I think that does give an idea of, ah, well, we're not that. We are the small country. Yes, we punch above our weight because of historical nonsense. But again, we're a small country. And I think that comes with a lot of people. You know, you'll find very few countries, I think, that have the same way of thinking as America because they weren't taught the same bullshit about themselves. And I think that's the thing is once you're taught that bullshit, well, then that causes toxicity, that causes the Constitution, that causes continued male tox- uh, toxicity, that continues the idea of violence as being a normal thing. That's the, and that's the problem. If you're taught it from the start, from your own history in school, we are, the bi- we are big, we are strong, we beat everyone, well, mm-hmm. what does that teach your kids that they're meant to be then? Because it's not that they're yeah. meant to be the small, geeky ones that do everything. It's that they should be big, they should be strong, and they should beat everyone.
3: <laughs> and if you can't solve a problem by force, just kick it down the road for somebody else to take care of it.
0: Yeah. I mean, Weird, weird, right how, now. weird how that's the case, and yet our, their immediate response from the US um, to an actual um, people that they can't take on, which would be Russia, is economic sanction. It's funny how it doesn't actually happen. Right. And if, yeah. I think if, if they actually started to teach their schools of like, oh, actually this isn't how we really go about it, maybe there might be a change in the way we go, the way we think about it. Because, and don't get me wrong, and you know, Britain has its fucking problems. We still have the idiots that think the other way, but we think of them as idiots generally. Um, they're not the ones that tend to push that much. And even our our right wing in in England are the Democrats for America. You know, I think that's what a lot mm-hmm. of people. Don't realise is that the far far left in America is the norm in Europe. That's just normality. You know, it's that's the far left would. You know, I don't even think you could get left enough to be to represent someone like I don't know Norway because <laughs> it would just be too far left. It would blow the minds. So it's it's yeah. it's really weird when you talk about it in in that ways as well. Is that we have the bullshit, but it's not quite as bullshittery, you know,
3: I think, yeah, go ahead, Month. You've been waiting to talk.
1: No, no. I was just going to say that it's, it's everything that that's being said is correct. We, and just to go back to what I said earlier, we're so far, we haven't even started yet to really fix this problem of violence in this country because we're too busy focused on one pushing our money towards our military two banning books in schools. That's a huge thing right now. That is a huge thing right now. And three, uh, passing bills or passing laws, what have you, uh, about don't say gay, um, the Florida don't say gay, which they're trying to punish parents who allow for their children to transition to the other oh, sex. Texas. Have you... Texas. We're too busy focused on that stuff as opposed to the actual people dying um, left and right at high numbers in this country due to gun violence. That's That's what we focus
3: on. I think right now you're seeing – our generation, which is the millennials,
2: yeah,
3: we're starting to take these problems and actually talk about them. Um, you know, a lot of like a lot of the older generation says that you know we kind of clam up and we don't have conversations and like we don't, you know, we talk about all this stuff. But like we really are trying to take these conversations and actually talk about them for the first time in our nation's history, like as a as a group. So when you hear about mental health when you hear about our problems with the education system when you hear about our the problems with you know patriotism deifying this country the numbers are starting to finally go down the problem is these small voices are getting people who you know voter suppression is a real thing they're so they're staying in power and then they're making laws to keep themselves in power and I think that it is going to be a, a road that is going. It's starting to change at least, and I think it will continue to change. But um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a slow process. Like, and the the other side is really starting to dig their feet in, and uh, and they're not just starting to dig their feet in. They're starting to throw fists, right? So
0: yeah, I mean, luckily, I think luckily is the senators and and people like that that tend to be on that side are. Um, getting to the end of their lives Um, which sounds like the the harshest thing to say but it's fucking true and it will genuinely help it's 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 horrible that that is the case but it will help when other generations take over it's when things start to change and you know i think maybe maybe the the younger gen x's as well have a bit of that oh for sure um, sure. But then the elder millennials, like me, because I think I'm the oldest one here. Um, although I pretend that I'm I'm not. <laughs>
2: um,
0: I know I'm definitely older than Monty. I don't know about um, you, RJ. Um, but uh, you know, I I was born into the I was born into um, the fucking um, Cold War, so uh, <laughs> I, I remember fully um, those yes. kind of things. Um, you know, properly into. It. I know Monty, you were at the tail end of it, but. Um, You know, I I remember. I remember when things were very, very much kind of uh, the the strength and and the way that a lot of them see it now was just the norm, and there was no pushback against it. There was nothing else because the only people that could possibly have pushed back against it were the younger generation then, which were boomers. You know, it's my brothers and sisters um, that would have been that, but they didn't want to fucking change it. It benefited (laughs) them. Why would they want to
3: change it? And that's that's. I think that's what. Our problem is with the okay boomer, because literally, what have they done to better mankind across the board at least in the united states they they 've made everything worse
0: oh no i mean I, I have the argument with my with um with people of the same generation of boom I think is a problem here as well. the issue we have actually is um gen when gen Z try and call um Millennials, okay, boomer, that pisses me off a bit. It's like, we are on your fucking side. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that we're old enough to have seen this fuck up enough times. We need right. to think about it differently. We tried your tactics. They fucking worked the first time. <laughs> like, yeah. I went on the same goddamn march. The <laughs>
3: nice thing is, I think that we laid a little bit of a road that they're like storming up. And I think that that is what is uh, really, you know, inspirational to me, or, you know, it's just, or at least it makes me feel good inside because I just see, I see it. I see these, like, it drives me absolutely wild when I hear people my age talk about the younger generation saying that nobody wants to work. It's like, are you serious? Are you watching them? They are working their butts off. Like they, they bought into hustle culture a hundred percent. You just got to get through to them. And you don't get through to them by being toxic, like. I. Think, I that's a tangent. <laughs>
1: but, but but you're right. You're right though. It, it's they do say that about the younger generation, mainly because the generation the younger generation now is just questioning the whole mm-hmm. working forty hours, thirty minute lunch break, ten vacation days a year, uh, tax me here, tax me there, tax me that. It's like, hold on a second. Like more than half. 66. percent Let's just say two thirds of my life is, is spent here working for the man, and, I, and I'm getting screwed. So it's these just these questions that the younger generations bringing up, and the the boomers are like, oh, you know, you just you know, pull up your
0: boots. We
3: we had it like, that way, so you yeah. should too.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I like, always love that one of like we got cost of over, living, so we're gonna fuck you over too. Wait, wait, yes, on you. Cost of living better? is ridiculous right <laughs> now. <for a while. laughs> like, you're better for the next generation, not just not just yeah. not just oh well. I had it shit, you'll have it shit too. Which is fucking yeah. I mean, I've been homeless twice in my life. That doesn't mean if I have kids that I want them to be fucking homeless. Exactly. What the, what the fuck? It's a competition over here. It's always a competition with everything. And yeah, we glorify so the so- sports. Well, still this idea of careers as well, I think, is, is a bullshit one because careers don't exist and they haven't existed for a long time. But people pretend they do and then have a go at younger people in um, Gen Z generation because, uh, like you say, they don't oh, they don't want to work. No, no, they just want to. They just don't think that there's such a thing as career anymore. So they'll do exactly. different jobs. Uh, I mean, exactly. It's, I get I still get because people are brought up in, in that way from our generation. I still get people to say to me, oh, well, you've done everything. you have done everything because I do different jobs. I don't go out of work, though. You know, I'll do right. anything. I don't give a fuck. I've, I've, you know, I've done everything from quality control on apples to training people in self-defense to doing admin in an office uh, reception to selling perfume. Like, I don't fucking care. And that's what everyone and Gen Z is doing. And then they get told off because they don't want to work. It's like, okay. no, they just don't want your bullshit is the problem. <laughs> It's, you know, if yes. they want to quit, they'll just quit. That's 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 the difference. That's the thing they don't like because it's the idea okay. of I will just quit, and that didn't used to be a thing. People might have used to said it, but no one would have done it. Whereas nowadays, yep. people say it and then they're gone. <laughs> yeah.
3: Five dollars is five dollars. It doesn't matter where it comes from. Like so cool. <laughs> that's the understanding.
0: And that's that's mm-hmm. so, so. Our minimum wage, our minimum living wage, um, is. Which is not enough in England, as far as we're concerned, is double what you just said. Seven twenty five. Seven twenty five. Nine fi nine fifty for us. Uh, which in American dollars is about thirteen, fourteen dollars. Yeah. An hour. And, and that's not enough. So. It's not enough
3: here. Like the, the wages and everything is just skyrocketed. So you've seen crime go up, but that's because people can't afford to live working three jobs, like
1: stress, man. Stress. Well there is, so actually, is.
0: there is actually so. currently a oh fuck what states it in. There is a teacher currently being taken to court with a prison sentence possibly possible because he took two jobs as a teacher. Because by, no, by one man. of one of the jobs, his first job, he were um it basically said in there that he couldn't work from another job and by state law it means they could take him to court and he's been taken to court um with a possible prison sentence because when the pandemic hit he went and did something else under both jobs he was known and respected in the communities and in the school as one of the best teachers won awards for being a teacher but because he's got two jobs he may now go to prison in America which is like and then you wonder why violence happens and why people will go and steal something or there'll be fucking gun crime or there'll be fights over a small amount of money because that's what happens when you try and actually feed yourself which is I mean
1: crazy. Crazy. this country you, you can you stop the buck at you know our healthcare system being a for profit system that um, it, it, that that says it all right there it's when the
0: I, there's someone actually, <laughs> a podcast that I recorded the other day um on my mental health channel actually somebody was saying that um it's it always baffles him because he's type 1 diabetic and he works a lot with american streamers and american charities and yeah he's constantly asked, how do, you, how do you afford your insulin? Which, obviously, to, to both of you and to Americans, you're kind of going, oh, yeah, well, how is that? To a Brit, that's the weirdest fucking question in the world that you could possibly ask. Because well, it's free. Of mm-hmm. course it's fucking free. We're not going to yep. make you die because you happen to have a genetic... Why the fuck would... You... It doesn't make sense. It makes zero sense. You know, than. Morgan... Even if you went on this Republican bullshit of people should work for, even if you did that, a fucking baby can't work for it. Why are they like, why are you having to keep a child alive by paying God knows how much fucking money? It's it is nonsense. It is so much level of fucking bullshit
1: in this country. It's more than half of adults can't even afford to die. That's, yeah. that's really what it is. They can't even afford their own death in a sense. They, that's
3: it's America. F- funeral costs, honestly, just getting the body <laughs> cremated is like $10,000. Like,
0: I mean, in the UK, actually, it's a few thousand to, for death over here, so that's not as bad. However, we haven't had to spend $10,000. Just to have a child in the first place, so it kind of is fi- okay yeah. for us.
3: That doesn't even count the premiums that you had to keep before you had that child. Yeah. Exactly. So I have a very, I have a very dangerous job. Thirty hmm. percent of my wage goes to my healthcare premiums, in which doesn't even pay for anything until I spend three thousand five hundred dollars in healthcare, and then it'll kick in to eighty twenty. They'll cover eighty percent. I still got to cover twenty percent.
0: But, I mean, that could be three journeys in an ambulance, which, again, is mind-boggling to anybody that's not so, American.
3: They, what it, I mean, if you look at it, what it literally is, it is the rich finding a way to keep slaves, right? Because you cannot afford to quit can't your play. job nope. if you get sick. If you, if you get sick or you get hurt at all, you can't afford it. Yeah, because you need that healthcare. That's how they cool. keep you.
0: I mean, in in England, it doesn't make, like, you could be homeless and on the street, of course we're going to fucking, why would we, like, that's the, that's the, um, it became a meme for a lot of, well, actually, anywhere, not America, um, during uh, Breaking Bad, when Breaking Bad was made, and it was a meme because it was um, a a patient saying to the doctor, oh my god, I have cancer, how will I be able to afford anything, oh my god, what am I going to do, I'm going to have to do all this, and the doctor going, Why? It's free. What kind of crazy fucking nation in the world would ever charge you just to stay alive? It's <laughs> the it's, one
3: that teaches they're the greatest probably. nation in the world. Yes, exactly. The, world has ever you know,
0: seen. the, the one that's like, pretty much. You know, it's, could you one. imagine? You're number one in two things. Free healthcare would be amazing. The, so I said this to somebody the other day: is the idea so, of calling it healthcare is strange to me, <laughs> because it's just. It's just the hospital, the doctors, a, the idea of calling it healthcare is, is strange. I think the idea of calling it healthcare makes it something that's like, as if it's another business or as if it's something yeah. else you've got to sign up to, whereas for everyone else on the fucking planet, it's just, we go to the doctor, why, why the fuck, what? And I always love when people go, oh yeah, but you have to have um, massive queues and stuff like that. If I bring up my doctor at eight o'clock tomorrow morning, I will have an appointment the same day. The same day, and I will Yeah, say- that's
3: that misinformation machine. <laughs>
0: yeah. So because we have g well, like back to violence.
1: It's obviously before the actual violent actors. There's a, I'm assuming, right, a significant amount of stress years and years of just bullcrap crap that you're dealing with. And I think one of those, right. Um, speaking for adults, you know, it's like, I just stated, you're, you're paying these, these expensive premiums. If you got a family, you know, if there's five of you in the house, right. Three kids, two, two adults, you're, you're paying crazy money, right. For, for, for your plan. And then obviously you're working 40 hours a week, right. You get 10 vacation days on average, right. Across the board here in all 50 States a year, a year.
3: In some cases, that's your sick time, too. That's not just your vacation. That's your time off.
1: An entire year. And then if you have a child, right, you know, the mother gets paternity leave for X amount of weeks. RJ, what was your paternity leave?
3: It was how much sick time and vacation time I had up to six weeks. So I had to use my personal time off.
1: You can't get away from working in this state. You cannot get away from slaving in this country, excuse me, working these long hours. So I think... Again, there's so much that goes into the violence, but people are fucking stressed, dude.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's like, the that and that, That's the thing. It's when and obviously, I mean, this has been used a lot uh, against against black people because it's yeah. this idea of, oh, yeah, but you see there's violence there. And it's like, yes, because you've systematically made it so that those neighborhoods don't have any fucking money and can't make any money. It's um, also a point I didn't make earlier guess what colour that teacher is that's about to be taken to court and possibly go to prison? What? Yeah. <laughs> of course. of course. Yeah. The, 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 it's just, what the fuck? And, and, then, and then, you know, violence happens and you go, oh, well, look, it's just because of their colour. No, 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 it's not. It, violence is happening because of that. And then it's weird because when, then when you see violence that's actually just violence for the sake of I'm, you know, th- we've got to be violent because we're violent because we're protecting our land, all that kind of... It's white people. And it's, it's like, what the fuck? And that, of course, that's not the case every single time. And, you know, yes, right. of course, there's, right. there's right. outliers and there's fucking psychos, no matter, you know, everyone is the same level of fucked up and bullshittery. But when you systematically change certain parts of your community so that they are downtrodden and living in poverty, the immediate response is violence. And that's, I think, potentially, again, along with every other reason we've mentioned, one of the reasons that the US is so much more dangerous than so many other places because that poverty is pushed so for instance in in islam which again a lot of the middle east a tenant of islam is to help everyone is to help each other it's you know you should give things charity hospitality is a tenant of islam and now i'm not a religious person i don't believe in any of the religions but when you have that as a baseline they don't have as much poverty. Yes, of course. Those that go on the uh, extreme end of it are dangerous. But then most terrorist attacks come from white Christian supremacists, not the other way around. So when you take away the poverty, you take away a lot of the violence, a lot Very of true. the violence. Very yeah? true. I mean I think... put it this way Jordan which is where I was last Jordan normal th- there's a lot of things that were normal cost they cost basically because the Jordanian dinar is basically the exact same as the pound it was like one 1 pound 4 pence um to one dinar so basically the same so and a lot of things were the normal cost of things food however was Fucking nothing. As in a street, a street um, thing, you know, like you'd go for a, a kebab in England or you might go for a hot dog in America, or whatever. That The size of that, so a bit like a, um, a big, if you went for the big, not even the small, a big like falafel or whatever sandwich in um, Jordan costs 65 pence. Less than one fucking dinner. Less than one pound. 65. Wow. And actually, with the other 35 cents change... You could get a smaller version of it. So when you allow people (laughs) to be fucking fed, to be able to be, you know, I've had food now, you have a lot less goddamn violence. (laughs) I
3: mean, it goes to the fact that Um, people deserve to live with dignity, right? You don't just deserve to survive. Like, with where we're at in the world and with what is available to us, you deserve the opportunity to thrive and live with dignity And if you're not going to do that, you're going to create your own, which becomes toxic masculinity, right? Because that's your dignity. Like, it's something that nobody can take from you, the food and everything else. But, like, that's the dignity that we were taught. Because if you think about it, what does it come down to? Oh, they're taking your dignity. They're taking your pride. They're taking your, you know, your ego. Like, that...
1: (laughs) But what is this worth saying? Like, the... The abused becoming the abuser.
0: Effectively. In a sense. Yeah. In a sense. No. I mean, yeah, if you think about it, you know, if you're told constantly that you know, if you if you cry, you're you're not a man. If you, right. if you can't provide, you're not a man. If you can't do this, you're not a man. You know, what do you end up teaching everyone? Exact mm-hmm. same the damn things. And that's the way yeah. you act because of it. And so, if you're not given any of that, if you're not given the capability to provide for someone if you're not given the capability to look after yourselves without Mm -hmm. having a breakdown then you lash out because your worth isn't there right and that's male and female all round because it comes to the same bullshit because if you if we take it as that side of if you're a man you're meant to provide but if you're a woman you're meant to be able to um keep a home well if you don't if you're not allowed to have control of how much money's coming in you can't keep a home And if you are not given the opportunities, you can't provide. So it's both sides of that toxic masculinity, male, female, non-binary, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It all comes from that toxic masculinity where someone has decided to fuck with you and then in turn you fuck with everyone else because it's the only way you can see a way out of it. And so when you have, you know, um, you're in a bar on a Friday night and someone questions something about you there's a there's a there's a fight of are we not a real man or oh you know something about your wife or anything like that well because of all the shit you've just been through that week or whatever or whatever might be going in background suddenly now we have violence now we have something because where do you go next what else do you do and that's that's the problem it really does it really does boil down to them that toxic masculinity being reinforced by itself and that's that's a lot of what we have to like pull ourselves out of a lot of the time, because if we get stuck in it, it's, we just end up doing what our great-great-great-great-grandparents did. And, you know, it, you you get shows, shows like I Love Lucy being the fucking normality. Well,
1: that's that's the thing. Uh, that, what you're saying is, is is spot on, because again, we talk about the stress, right? The factors that lead up to the violence and we all can possibly agree a, i guess in the american culture right it's it's uh, the number one stressor is finance finances financial stressor it's it's coming to a point to where it's uh, for most people it's 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 extremely challenging just to live extremely challenging just to live meaning to afford to live i should say because because it's just prices are just going through the roof with everything right cost of living food obviously gas right now at the moment um and the minimum wage is still at mm-hmm. seven dollars five cents
0: and then you can yeah. you what, what i find really really weird just currently is your gas your gas prices like petrol prices are actually some of the lowest in the world so i find i find that currently really amusing to us oh wow <laughs> like, you're like oh my god it's crazy we're like you have no fucking idea um like in all right In Ireland, it's like 12, 13, 14, um, it'd be the equivalent uh, pounds for a gallon. And everyone's freaking out over it being five or six. I'm like, fuck off. Um, (laughs) In In our defense,
1: though, your insulin is free. It is. (laughs) <laughs>
0: so, well, you know, you know, that's how, a good
3: point that is a good point
0: you know where the
3: also you can like walk from one end of Ireland to the other end in like 12 minutes you can't get anywhere in the United States in 12 minutes no. <laughs> I we
0: tax, we tax our, our, our oil that's basically it we tax our oil yeah. um, yeah. we well, see
3: oil companies run the United States that's why we're going to war in the Middle East I mean <laughs> yeah.
2: literally yeah <laughs> Very Did you
3: so like? I follow on Twitter Dan Price, who's out of Seattle, and he made waves. I don't know, it, it was a while ago now, but uh, he was the first person to pay his staff a living wage based on the city they lived in. So like, everybody in his on his team made a hundred thousand dollars because they lived in Seattle, and like that's what you needed to live there. He's been tweeting out about oil, all these oil prices, and they're talking inflation and all this, and oil companies have had their Best two years in the past two years. They keep making profits on profits on profits. That's every company, right? Like, no workers are getting, like, they just got tax cuts. No workers got a raise. They said they were going to. They never did. Like, and then that just promotes, and now the prices are going up. The stress levels are going up. Like,
0: it's productivism. It's like I said said earlier, it's productivism. Exactly what it is, too. (laughs) It's, it's a nonsense. And, and again, that just increases the idea of violence because you don't have enough to live anymore. I mean, if you look at the right look at riots around the world, every time they start is because of people not having money. It's money. Mm-hmm. That's what starts riots almost every single time. I mean, even if we look at okay, That's sporting we, events Well, and, and, <laughs> yeah, and racial, racial inequality as well. But, yeah. yeah Right. Of course, obviously, they happen as well, but generally, when it happens, it's people don't have money, and and so something happens. I mean, it's just a nonsense. It's it's ridiculous yeah. that that is that's the case. And actually, you were saying about that being finance, uh, the biggest cause of bankruptcy in America, I think, is still um, healthcare. Which yes,
3: it is. is fucking
0: battling. Yeah. Like, is that crazy? <laughs> Well, because it genuinely, like, I, I am, I consider myself relatively educated on, on American politics and America and things like that. If you ask the general English person, they don't even realise there is such a thing as an American healthcare system because it doesn't make sense. It mm-hmm. like, like it physically doesn't, because no other country does it make sense. And I think that's the thing that is never pointed out again, even in, in America, is that you people always point to um, the UK and Canada. I think they need to point to fucking everywhere else. Everywhere <laughs> else. Yeah. Like African countries, Asian countries, the ones that Fox News likes to say is in... They have fucking universal health. And in fact, the idea of it being called universal healthcare is fucked up in my head as well, because why the fuck wouldn't it be? Yes. It just doesn't make sense. It's, there's nothing about it. The wording, anything, doesn't make sense. at all. Mexico has normal health care. Cuba has normal health care. <laughs> You know what's the funniest then, thing about that is people in Guantanamo Bay, because of where you're keeping them in Cuba, have universal health care. They have to, by law, because of where they're being kept.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so or the cherry on top, the advertisements here, you know, you don't see advertisements of salads or of uh, oat milk or, you know, healthy options. You see McDonald's the jumbo size. You see the Burger Kings. It's just right there in your face, in your face, in your face. Why? Because our healthcare system is for profit.
0: Yeah. And it, I mean, I, the idea that you can advertise um, medication as well is also fucking weird to me. Um, <laughs> what the fuck and uh, by the way for anyone out there again any republicans because i'm guessing you're the ones that are going to have a go at me for this uh one of my previous jobs was working for a fucking pharmaceuticals company i used to work for a pharmaceuticals company i will tell you right now we did not do that shit because you know what makes money fucking drugs generally people need them to live they'll make money right. stop. If, the, if you can't make money off of that off of just allowing people to live if you can't make money off of that Give the fuck up. You shouldn't have to charge exorbitant amounts just to do that. The maximum you can charge in the UK for any prescription, any prescription that is one that is being charged is £9.50, which is about $12. Maximum. Wow. Maximum. It is illegal wow. to charge anything. Else. It's illegal. In Man.
3: the United States, electricity wow. is looked at as more of a basic right than health care.
0: It's
1: fucking weird. It is weird. And they
0: wonder and they wonder why there's so much civil unrest. Why we're well, this is, this <laughs> is, this is the, the, the biggest catch twenty two. Because you have issues with um, inequality and poverty, you end up with violence. Because you end up with violence, people need healthcare. Because you have healthcare, you are back in poverty, which means you are, are in unrest and need to then have more outlets, and therefore you have higher violence. It's a continuing process that's just feeding itself
3: and the fact that you don't have health care. So you don't go to the doctor when you're feeling bad. So it gets worse and worse and worse. And by the time you go there, it's so bad that you're just, you lose everything that you built up. Yeah. That's, you go and you're back in the poverty
1: back yeah. right in it up. Here you go. When you spoke about the homeless, uh, gave the example of the homeless person having health care.
3: Yeah.
1: What the homeless people do in this, this country is they purposely commit a crime to go to jail in prison
0: because you have health care in prison yeah it's it's yeah the whole thing is (laughs) fucking nonsensical and again it it feeds into violence and it then profits from violence and i think that's a point that needs to be made as well because we're talking in terms of violence is your country benefits from violence it benefits
3: the prison systems for for profit here
0: yeah, the prison yeah. systems are for profit. You Because your medical system is for profit, it means that both sides of it, every side of um mm-hmm. of violence is profitable to you. Your military is the highest. Every part of violence, every part of having a violent community is profitable to the United States. Every
1: part. Uh, and you're ready for this one? And you're penalized for not having health care in this country uh, for, for X amount of months. I think half of the year, I think it's something like that, Arja. Yeah, you're you're, pay, you're penalized. You have to pay a fee, chunk of cash at the end of the year. Yeah, if you don't have it. It's
0: it, it's a continuing it's a continuing process where you're you're made to be violent, and if you're if you if you then downtrodden and are pushed into poverty, then you are likely to fall into violence because it's the only way you can live, right. and then you feed back into that same profit and that same violence poverty feeds the the violence everything feeds the violence and so this idea of again it's why I think America is a far far more dangerous and far scarier place to just defend yourself to just walk around than any Middle East country I can think of apart from those currently in war Um, Mali is probably the only place I, I would rather not go to than America um, but that's it I mean I, I'm trying to think of other places I mean I'm I'm literally consider, I I've literally considered going to going to Ukraine and that is a better prospect than going to Detroit it's is- Which uh, part yeah. of Detroit? <laughs> 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 you know, I'm telling you, man. No, this,
1: this is the problem. Is
0: if I got into any kind of violence in America, I one, I have to worry about guns. And two, I would then have to worry about a flight back to the, the UK because there's no way in hell, there is no way in hell, again, listen to this Republicans, there's no way in hell I'm going into your fucking medieval healthcare system because it's right. not as good as the UK's healthcare system, your doctors aren't as good, your nurses aren't as well-trained, and you're going to charge me through the fucking roof. Fuck you, I'll go home. I would rather wait and wait for a flight on fucking life support and go back to an actual actual civilised world in terms of healthcare than have to be dealt with the backwater bullshit that you get in the US. (laughs) We have the best doctors. No, you don't. In, in, no, in no measurable way do you have the best doctors right. Personal, the technology, yeah. the best technology is Japanese, the best surgeons are, are um, Italian um, some of the best research is Netherlands and the UK the, where's the best it's, so it's, you know, the, the idea that you would avoid I would personally avoid parts of the, the US because of the violence because the violence then fucks you for everything else
3: I'm not going to lie when you go to movie theaters, when you go to honestly oh, any yeah. big event, your head is on a swivel because you oh, yeah. don't know who has what. And there there's you cannot go 48 hours without there being a mass shooting in the United States. You cannot. And that is that's wow. the truth. That's that is the truth and it has been ingrained in some people's minds that you're right is to have that gun to stop that other person from having that gun. But that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen at all. And it's just, it's the fact that we're there, the fact that we are there where no matter where I go, like I honestly sometimes am scared thinking about my kids going to school. It doesn't matter what age. I'm nervous about them being at school.
1: Yeah. As you should be. I mean, just like what you said earlier, the twenty kids that were shot and killed in Sandy Hook—that happened was it twenty twelve, I believe. Twenty twelve. Yeah. If we didn't make change then for first graders,
0: well, they they just got accused of being fucking um, made uh, fucking up, great, didn't they? And it's yeah, just, what in the fuck is wrong with you people? Like, which yeah. it's it's weird. The last mass shooting in this country was nineteen ninety six. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's the, that was the Dunblane Massacre. And we call it a massacre. It's not just, it wasn't a shooting. Our last mass shooting, was, it was in a school, was the Dunblane Massacre. That's what we yeah. call it. It was 1996. In fact, it, yeah. would be, it would be, it's the anniversary of it in like a week's time. It's, I think it was like March sometime. And, you know, I, and I as I say, we have guns in this country. We had them then. I was 11 and I was shooting. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's nothing, there's no part of me that suggested that that violence or that idea of guns should continue. I would like to yeah. shoot again. I may shoot again. But there's no part of me that thinks I should have a gun in my fucking house. Um, yeah. And also, I'm not a overly violent person. The way I respond in terms of self-defense, and the way I teach people can be considered by some as being incredibly violent, because that's the way of having to deal with it in certain times, if they're being incredibly violent towards you, but I'm not a violent person. And yet I've done martial arts and self-defense since the eighties, literally my first grading to um, any belt was in judo in 1989. So that isn't built into me. And yet if you asked someone in a similar vein in America, it's almost ingrained. Think of yeah. one of the most popular martial arts films of all time, even though it's based on every level of bullshit, It's Karate Kid. Mm -hmm. Our fucking point of that is that you have a dojo that is encouraging violence.
3: (laughs) That's and that's that's the thing. Like we take these things that you should learn, like Star Trek. Like you take the military aspects of Star Trek, you don't take the utopian aspects of (laughs) Star Trek, right? Like you take uh, Star Wars, and you're same kind of thing, right? Like everything, Iron Man. Iron Man who literally says that he is not going to sell weapons of mass destruction and you celebrate like him being an arms manufacturer like that is literally the opposite of what he's saying but like that's what people look at and they celebrate Rambo. Rambo I mean everybody thinks they're Rambo here
0: yeah, even though Rambo himself, especially in the first film, is going on a massive PTSD and does not want to hurt anyone. His commanding yes. officer comes to make sure that he doesn't hurt anyone. He's literally like, Don't engage him, he will kill you all. Don't don't do it. And yet but, everyone goes, Yeah, I'm gonna be the one guy that takes him all the fuck off. He's like in everybody- Call of Duty now. Republican fucking, and I will say Republican because in terms of UK, Republicans are like having the fucking like the most right wing party you can think of. Like they're just they'd be literally crazy. Mitch McConnell in the UK would be fucking locked up as a, in in a, some kind of sanatorium. He no, the fuck. So th- that idea to us is just fucking weird. But every you know right wing idiot out there is like, I will have my gun. I'll do this. No, you won't. You'll piss yourself. You put a gun towards someone, you'll piss yourself in fear, like every fucking other person. It's the idea if I have a gun, everything's like, no, it wouldn't. Because if you don't have the balls to fucking fight in the first place, nothing's going to happen. And the thing is, is that your version of violence is way more violent without having that first step. And I have to say, when I was was growing up, um, the idea of violence was almost... There was almost a jovial part of it because when I grew up, I, so I grew up and I, I was a pub landlord at one point. So, you know, the idea of Friday night bar fights wasn't in completely out of the question. But where I, where, I, um, where I grew up for a little bit in my kind of formative years was in the Midlands. And in the Midlands in the UK, um, you don't really have knives or anything like that. It is a fight is old school fight. And you know what happens afterwards? You have a pint together you have a fucking drink together, that is how it ends, you don't, it doesn't become someone suing someone, or someone beating the, you know, smacking their head off the fucking, d- it's a kind of, right, well, you won that fight, you owe me a fucking drink now, that's, that's how it ended, that's how it used to end, that's how I remember it ending, you know, that was, that wasn't that long ago, like, it, you just, that's a fight, and so I'm not and it was almost a, it was almost a nice way of dealing with toxic masculinity. It was a let's blow off some steam, but you know what? It's okay. And I know it's fucking weird because I know someone out there is thinking, well, that sounds like um, uh, fucking. It sounds
3: civilized.
0: Well, no, it sounds. <laughs> depending on how you look at it, it also sounds a lot like Fight Club, but um, because they were all nice to each which other, is, which is
3: which nice. is deified <laughs> yeah. in yeah. the United
0: States. But at least, but yeah, deer fight again for the wrong reasons. The yes, fighting, yes. But they don't take away the idea of yes, they fight each other to let off steam. But the rest of the time, they're nice to each other. They hang out and they're normal people, and it's that kind of thing that is forgotten. Of like, it's it's normality that kicks in afterwards. Of like, yeah, that yeah. happened. Now I'm going to have a drink and we're going to we're going to continue. Um, and that's that's kind of my way of, of thinking with it. I mean, it used to be the the joke of um. You know, if you in, in martial arts and dojos and things in the UK of when when things used to happen and somebody actually got hurt, one of you owed the other guy a pint. That was the idea of it. Like and, and when I used to teach self-defense in universities, because I was a self-defense instructor for um, Canterbury Christchurch University for like, oh, my God, for like four or five years after every session, we'd go, we'd go to the pub. Because we're be like, look, you've just you've just fucking attacked each other. There's no way we're we, that's that's ending it like that. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna go and have a drink. We're gonna have a chat. Everyone's gonna hang out. So even in the terms of, and I'm I'm a proper, I, you know, I used to say my my speech at the beginning of every year was I have the best and worst qualities that you're wanting an instructor. I'm an arsehole. Um you know, that's how I treated it because that's how it should be, because self-defense has to be like that. But at the same time, it doesn't mean you have to reinforce violence with that toxic bullshit. But in the US, it does seem very much like, no, 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 we're yeah, we're gonna get the guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you got your gun, yeah. We'll fucking get those sons of bitches. They they got away from us, don't worry about that. We're gonna get you know, and that's it's just continued. And like I say, you deify in the wrong way, things like fucking Karate Kids. Right. Like, it's it's yeah you know, I mean, Even the good guy. The good guy in Karate Kids, the fucking lesson that is learned in that film is beat the shit out of the opponent who is the opponent who's being um, reinforced by being violent if you win some tournament and kick him in the head. Yes, good man. How the fuck does that stop violence? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs>
1: I told you, we, it's it's Hollywood is a huge problem, huge part of the problem. Um, obviously, again, the glorification of our military and the lack of an actual strong foundation of education in this country. I think we need to just really just come out and say it, right? Instead of us just saying that our lawmakers are just ignorant, I think obviously ignorance is a huge part of it, but also I think they're just not as as smart as they as we think they are. They're just not. Well, there's actually, As I we mean,
3: taught they were right. We were taught yeah. that if you are a policymaker, you are one of the smartest people. That's what we were taught back in the day. Not so much anymore, but that's what we were taught.
0: I mean, when you have George W. Bush and then Trump within the same few years, you can't really suggest that. Um, I mean, I, I, I openly challenged um, Trump to an IQ test. Um, a few times, even though we don't deal with IQ here because IQ is nonsense and was based on um, falsehoods. But I'll I'll happily, Trump, if any of your fucking nonsensical um, sheep try to put this back to you, once again, if you think you're smart, please do it with me. I will happily take an IQ test. I will just in advance, because you're such a genius and wouldn't care, I am a member of Mensa. But, you know, you're a genius, so bring it on. Um, (laughs) But that that, doesn't That's put forward. Um, It's just nonsensical. I mean, there is something again. This sounds very kind of oh, isn't England great? But I do not have this association with England. I just found it really funny because you've both said about the education system and said about being you know the country not being very smart. There was a program still popular in England. It's still on, but it's not in America. It was for like two or three seasons called The Chase. And you had um a British chaser, it was a quiz show called Mark Lebet that came over, who's a world quizzer, he's an English guy, big guy. Um and he basically he beat every quiz that seemed to come. Oh up. And um, there were, you know, people from MIT, all this kind of stuff. And there was one episode where he just destroyed everyone. And the presenter asked him, why do you think that you you find it so easy to beat these graduates from MIT? And his response was, a superior education system, dear. Now, shall we carry on? <laughs> and that was it. I think <laughs> it was
3: called The Beast here.
0: Yes. He's called The Beast in England as well. But yeah, OK. The beast. Yeah, because he's such a fucking big guy. He's an ex Yeah. yeah. But, he, but he's a, he was a teacher. He was a, a math teacher and um, he became a lawyer. Yeah, yeah, it's that kind of thing. But it, there's even things with like, Noel Fielding. Noel Fielding, when, um, um, when Noel Fielding from Mighty Boosh and everything else, the Great British Bake Off now, actually, or you call it something else. Um, but, um, no, it's,
3: it's called the same thing. Oh, Great British Bake Off.
0: But um, he did, um, he was on a programme with, oh God, I've forgotten a fucking name. But he was on a programme in America where she was going about um, Nicaragua. Oh, I love this because I get to know new countries and things like this. Did you know Nicaragua was a country? And Noel Fielding just kind of goes, well, yes, because we we had a good schooling system. (laughs) And that's the kind of... And that, unfortunately, does come down to it. And I think the thing that is important to say, again, because it's not just um, England-centric, is in Europe, we're probably one of the least educated countries by far <laughs> like we're not Jeez. The best in terms of european as a country we're not the most educated at all that goes to the Finns almost definitely i would have thought the finnish and the netherlands i think but the Finnish almost definitely um you know the the, the basic stuff that they're taught is not basic to us because again much like plus the u.s our curriculum is different depending on what part of the country you are. It's like it's a national curriculum, but it's sped up in certain places. So the southeast, for instance, where I'm from, tends to have a better education system because, again, it's where the money is and it's sped up a little bit. But um, but we're the dumb ones of Europe, and that I think says a lot. When in every Hollywood film, who's the person you think of as the most educated it is the British because of our voice, and yet we're the fucking idiots in Europe. Like we are what what America is to the world we are to Europe and I think that should give a big indicator when it comes to education about America, about America that we may yeah. look down on America in terms of education but everyone else in Europe looks down on us
1: <laughs> so, it's a it's a it's a complex of it it's it's we're essentially inferior I mean every a majority of the cartoons right old school cartoons the villain has a British British accent British, I can't even say British accent. Yeah, all villains. Hey, we were programmed not to like you guys.
0: It, well, again, it goes back to it goes back again to the um, the War of Independence. You know that that uh, yeah. that fake made up war that was actually about profit. But again, again, it goes back again, again, again to profit and poverty and everything else.
3: You know, well, one thing that I would say for some hope for the future is that you know with my kids. Uh, being very young, two and four, and <clears throat> my partner working in the education system, there's a lot less put on like test scores like there was, like rote education, mm. um, which could be looked at as a down thing in Europe. But to me, that's a good thing because there's a lot more put on to emotional intelligence and coping mechanisms and actually being a well-rounded adult. So like, if you know you don't know everything you're a lot more likely to learn rather than how in the U S when we were going through, we were taught like, no, you know, a lot, like you are very, very smart. Like, so you go through thinking you have all the answers and then you're not taught coping mechanisms. You're taught emotions are for the weak and all this. Like to me, that's a bright spot in the future generation in that there's possibilities there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, obviously, Socrates, Socrates, um, all I know is that I know nothing. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> That's, that, it's one of yes. the, the, the quote-unquote smartest things you can know is that you don't know anything. Don't know I, I often say to people is that I want to know everything, but it is the torment of tantalus because I can never know everything. It is impossible to know that, but I will still strive to do my best. Mm-hmm. because one of mankind's most traditional follies is the wanton need for reason and purpose and I did just plug my own book on intelligence there um, <laughs>
3: that's
0: a quote from my book um, but yeah it is that um you know it is that very weird thing but it's again as you said there you're taught that having emotions is weak and that's uh, what's the alternative for that being non-emotional cut off and when your emotions do get the better of you drinking is when... all
3: anger too right like all that's anger. the only time it came right. out was anger
0: and i mean yeah. i will i will also state that for me my default um, emotions because i always think people get this wrong is that everyone thinks if you have a default emotion everyone is the same and it's baseline. On... No, no no everyone has different default emotion and mine is anger mine is anger and upset that is my default emotion have i been arrested or got into massive fights no i haven't because i can still have control and that's that's something I have still got control and education. And, you know, I I do have things like meditation. Now, I was brought up with the idea that that is weird. But luckily for me, I think specifically for me is that I was brought up with martial arts as well. Traditional martial arts, not fucking MMA and let's throw everyone around the room bullshit. I was brought up with traditional Japanese martial arts, which meant that. Basically, from the first time I stepped on uh, onto a mat, I also learned meditation. I learned right. how to control my emotions. I was learned, learned discipline. Not, we're going to hit you discipline, but actual discipline along with it. So emotions were allowed. Of course, they were allowed. You had to have emotions. But let's ha- how do we control them?
3: And that definition of discipline is different over here. The discipline is you're not allowed to have emotions. And that's what's taught, like, even through, like, japanese like tradition right like they teach that it's okay to have those emotions you just have to hold them in check we were brought up it's not okay to have emotions period like you you need to keep those down those are not good those are not okay
0: yeah which again what's the only um, outlet for that well it's yeah it's a fight it's 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 toxic masculinity it's the kind of right well i've got the biggest fucking gun now it's mm-hmm. that's, that's the result and you end up beating the shit out of someone near to death purely because the first time you've been able to engage with who you are in any significant way is by beating them you know that's that's the that's the thing i mean what is the normal the normal response is i'm bigger i'm stronger and it's just nonsense i mean i i still get it when i've when i've trained people i've trained uh, americans and, and um uh egyptians cypriots everything like that, and. The one thing that I definitely comes out of America more, um, but, but in other places as well, is this weird idea that if somebody insults you, if somebody insults your, your partner, anything like that, to not back down. And the first thing I teach people is if you don't back down, you're a fucking idiot. You back down first because what did it matter? And it's because this weird idea that everyone else needs to know that you're strong. And I'm like, right. I, I, why do I care? What, what 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 does it matter I, i'll go out of my way i'll buy the fucker a drink i don't care if he thinks or they think oh well i'm strong yeah see this guy he's a he's a pussy blah blah blah, blah. okay that that's good I, I wasn't planning on being your friend or part of your social group so what does it matter who 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 actually gives a flying fuck but right. there's this weird thing that definitely comes out of it you know like i say, i've, I've Train a few people from the US and from other places around the world. Um, and it's immediately like, yeah, but no, no, I've, but they, they've insulted me or they've done this. Yeah. So what? What? Why does that matter? Yeah. Who the
4: fuck it's, cares?
0: It's... This was Trump's issue as well. This is why Trump was so violent because if somebody said something bad about him, it was, you know, fucking yeah. or kill them or whatever. Somebody said something bad against Obama, he'd be like, yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> like, I am fucking care.
3: I mean, look what Fox News said about him every day, right? Yeah. And he didn't
0: respond. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, every Worthy. five seconds to everyone that ever opened their mouth, Trump was tweeting. And, uh, you know, it's, it's part of that violent bullshit. I mean, I really hate to give any credit to w- George W. Bush, but he didn't give a fuck either.
1: Yeah. Like, he didn't.
3: It, you know? He did not. <laughs> I think it goes down to. And I, you hit on something that kind of sparked something. And I think that this is true of my generation and probably of generations above is that when we go through the toxic masculinity that we do and we are taught all this is right and stuff, you have no self-worth. If you have no self-worth, the only thing that matters to you is everybody else, right? Their opinion. Like they have to see right. me as strong because I don't see me as strong. The validation that's that's kind of the cycle that's going through, so like trying to get this self worth for myself like has really opened up a lot of uh a lot of my mind's eye i guess you could say, but like i c- you could see that in a lot of society that just people they don't like themselves, so then they they lash out and it's because you're you're taught this mascu- this toxic masculinity
0: yeah. yeah you're just pushed down you're- you you're constantly. Push down, trod on you don 't matter, mm-hmm. you need to prove yourself. I mean, how many times have people heard you need to prove yourself? You must prove yeah. yourself you 've met your, you should be always striving to be bigger, stronger faster that 's what you need to strive for and there 's actually um, this is I fucking love this one because how this guy came up with using this character like this there is a comedian um. His, his real name is Ivor something, but he, he's never seen, you never see his real face because he uses a puppet and he's known as Feltface, Australian comedian, and it's known as Feltface. That's the thing. But if you can find it online, he talks about um, the idea that why do we need to? Why do you need to strive for something more? Why do you need to be better? If you're happy, why isn't that enough? If, if why is mediocre seen as bad? Why is the middle of the road the bad thing? And and the middle of the road is is bad in every way. Think about it this way: um, middle child. It's yeah, mid- man. Every single time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just going to go with this one: middle child motherfucker ends up in the NFL. Um, <laughs> that's a that's a proper pushback, but. <laughs> <laughs> for anyone that didn't realise, by the way, uh, Monty used to be an NFL um, running back. Running like, back, yeah, yeah. yep. I have a yep. fuckable idea about American um, <laughs> Points for that. But, is this, um, but he talks about the fact that actually, why do we need, why do we need to be better? Why, what, who said that it's not okay to be just enough? Right. What, why is that a problem? Why is just being enough not enough? because that's the point when when uh, when you say that it's, somebody is just enough they're good enough you have to use the word enough but but for some reason almost by definition they aren't considered enough and it's something that and it, again it's fucking weird because it's a, it's a whole monologue by a comedian an australian comedian called Feltface. it's a fucking puppet but it is possibly one of the best analogies on people's um understanding of themselves i've ever heard in my life it's my fucking puppet comedian but it is it's so i think it's so important that people should realize mm-hmm. that it's why is that why is it that we can't just be mediocre you have to fight for something more you have to run away from something you have to run into something you have to you know when you're at school what 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 job do you want to do who the fuck says they want to work in Walmart and why would that be bad if they said it mm.
3: and yeah, it's but... so if you Exactly. When we're going through school, if you said something that was not coming from a university with a four-year degree, you're looked down upon. Like let's say yep. uh, working in, in a factory or like a, being a machinist, which is something that takes great skill. Right. But we look down upon it because it's what we're taught.
0: Yeah. yeah. But, Why? Um, it's, it's, it's nonsensical. I mean, uh, Tony Blair, when he was in charge over here, wanted it to be 50% of people going to university, which makes no sense because you force people into a system that they shouldn't be in because maybe they're kinesthetic learners and better with their hands. You don't need to be um, a university graduate to be a plumber, but plumbers are some of the best paid and probably quite happy because they can make their own hours.
3: And that's, that's the thing that the
0: highest wage earners
1: trade
3: me, you know, you go to these one year schools, you come out with no debt and you're making a hundred thousand dollars a year, like plumbers, everything like that's, but again, the fact that we looked down upon it was just, it was ridiculous.
1: But you know the answer. You know the answer. It's a system. It's a system. Yeah. Profit, a system. again. Bank loans. We are assets to banks. Push for your university. Push it, push it, push it. Keep raising the prices of tuition. Bank loans, assets. Uh, we are, we, banks rely on us.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's it's a weird one, that, because I think uh, the idea of mediocre, I th- I think unless you start to talk about japan i think it probably would be looked upon across the board i think japan would be the one time that it would be okay to say something like that i want to work in a shop i think that's one of the countries that it's it's okay it's fine okay you're pretty because you're 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 being useful to society yeah exactly, exactly. as as a utilitarian ideology that's fine but in a neo-liberal everyone fight for themselves then now you're not being useful enough so and that's the problem and that, that's the problem with with um, the way people are anyway because um we burn ourselves out too easily and that can learn you know then lend you to violence more because you're told that you've got to then help everyone as well and you know i fuck that <laughs> like i i'm not of the opinion where we should fucking help everyone In terms, and I I don't mean that in terms of international aid or anything like that. I mean, if you're, you know, you've got your family members always going, you've got to do this, you got to fuck off. Like, I'm going to make sure that I'm okay, and I'll deal with my bullshit first before I have to deal with yours. Because if I have to deal with yours, I'm going to burn myself out. Then I'm going to get emotional. Then I could become something else. Fuck you. No, right. You know, it it it's bullshit. It's it's not needed. And I think, again. Why aren't we allowed to just be mediocre? When are you, how many people get things like when are you, when are you going to get a real job? When they work at McDonald's.
3: Yeah, that's me? everybody, oh right? I even catch, I catch myself thinking that, like, with my little brother, what? I'm like, you know, I told him, I'm like, I just want you to be happy, but I still default to what we were taught, and that's like, when are you going to actually do something? But. He's happy, so like, why do I care? I'm like, that's all. I, that's all I want from you, but I still have this weird wiring in my brain. That's exactly what you're saying. So
0: actually, I'm going to find it whilst you're on. I'm going to see if I can find it, and I'll just play it. It'll just it will just be the audio for anyone that's um watching actually, because listening it would make any difference. But I'm going to try and find um the the audio from Feltface about what it says because I, I think it's an important important thing. Um uh how the hell do I put this um um uh, being enough.
3: I just wanna say I love how windy this conversation has been like up down up down, back to the start, then back up and down
0: yeah, it should always be it should always... it's awesome um uh, uh like... ah God damn it, why can't I find you uh teeth are looking really white, Oh, yeah, I <laughs> just for anyone out there straight and white people (laughs) Uh, in fact better um for several years we had the best um in the world um and uh uh, 30th but um anyway (laughs) just like to uh deal with those um philosophy Ah, philosophy i will find it because i think it'd be interesting for people um to to listen to because again this is a fucking um it's it's that's a very
1: solid question really it's
0: it's it's very it's a very strange very strange thing the way that he does it ah here we are so I'll turn this up um as loud as I can but it's the idea he he, they call it as must be must we have legacy it's only like two minutes so hopefully everyone's gonna be able to hear this I'm gonna turn up as much as I can Um, But if you're at home, hopefully you can hear this. And you guys listen in, see see what I mean about this. I'm
4: not an exceptional person, you know. Nothing interesting really ever happens to me. I'm I'm massively flawed, and I think I'm quite forgettable, if I'm being 100% honest. And this isn't the shit bit at the end of the show where I get on the cross. I'm like, love me on the way out the door. (laughs) It's not that, it's just that... I don't think, like, on a scale of one to memorable, I'm not that memorable. No, I'm like the Morgan sort of scale. Not on the Ernest Hemingway scale, certainly, you know. But if I tell a great story, maybe people will remember that instead. Remember the card trick and just pretend that they don't know how it's done, you know? But must we leave a legacy? Must we make an impact? Do we have to leave a footprint? Is it okay to just settle, seek safety, nest, you know? Or must we constantly shake our lives up or suffer the indiscriminate cruelty of having it shaken against our will? Must we try to carve a path through the tall grass, feeling as though no one has ever felt how we feel? terrified at what may be lurking low in the grass on either side of us but just pressing ever onwards with that paleolithic instinct deep within our chromosomes that the only way is forward that you have to keep going that eventually you'll stumble upon the edge of the field hitch a ride from a passing car and meet up with the rest of the gang for tea and sandwiches at the old town hall we feel like the path that we are carving through the grass is all our own, only to finally float above the field with the sweet relief of expiration and realize that the field is insignificantly minuscule in size, and that there's only one path through the grass, the exact same one that every human has trod before us and will ever after just stumbling blindly along a tiny hyphen between the words birth and death. And when reduced to that level of crisp simplicity, fear cannot exist.
0: There you go. <laughs> You'll see what I mean about that. It's yeah. just, the, the the point that's made there that we all we're all on the same fucking path. It's just that for some reason some of some of us are told that we've got to run ahead of the pack. For what reason? It's the same path.
1: I think it's that what RJ stated that yourself your self worth. How do you how do you how do you see yourself? How do you speak to yourself? Where's your confidence level at with yourself? um Because, again, it's all this, it's competition. I mean, obviously, you said he's Australian, right? So he's, you know, speaking Mm -hmm. essentially globally in a sense. But obviously, if we we just talk about America, it's a very easy answer to that question. I mean, we're just taught to be the best at everything when we are taught that we are the best at everything. Yes. Starting at the age of five.
0: And it's that that, it's an arrogance that's taught. And Again, England has the same arrogance, but I don't think it has it in that way. We're taught we had an empire we're taught we had an empire we're not taught we are the empire or we the are yeah. the best
3: oh no wait we're not taught that we are an empire we're taught that we are the moral compass of the world
0: yeah
1: which yeah, yeah. oh that's that makes a sense how problem.
0: gross is that i the the, worst, that is the, disgusting. the idea that america sees itself as the police force of the world i think is it's just, true is, is insanity we wouldn't i don't think most countries would want you anywhere near us no nope. very true it's uh, very true at what point do we then invade america and put put in some kind of issue with you guys
1: have you ever watched that movie uh, team america yes <laughs> that's,
0: that's that's us right that's awesome.
1: one the we want us near. We're, we're gonna come in right we, we may get the bad guys but we're gonna destroy your entire
0: country or make the bad guys worse or as we did with <laughs> most of them um, give them the, the, the ability to be violent. I
3: mean again, like that's that's what the Avengers is about. Yes, you get the bad guys, but you make it worse. <laughs> you destroy everything.
0: But everybody's like, yeah. it's the wrong things Superman as well, Superman as well. Yeah, I mean yeah. It, but that's you know, that is um I mean the Avengers in the, in the film that they did that I wasn't really there, folks. It was aliens. But there's other ones, like in the second but film where they did the it. The
3: second film, yes. yes. And then that led to like civil war, and then that led to you know all of this. Other stuff. Like they they cover it, they cover it, and the wrong message is taken from it again.
1: It's you can narrow it down to you can to, to one line. Everything we're speaking about here about America is we, we lead with our we lead with muscle and, and, and instead of you know our brains. Like, I guess your brain is. Kind of a muscle in a sense, but you know, you know, you know what I mean. You know it, what
0: I mean. And again, it's that it's that striving and that assumption of being the best that makes you want to strive for it. Exactly. And as just said by Feltface, there must we, must we leave that legacy? Must we try to rise above the herd? What's wrong with just being enough? What's what's wrong with just meandering along? This as again as it said there, it's the same path that everybody else is is walking. So why be, why try and push someone off of it? Why try and run ahead of them? I think when you have that as part of your cultural bias and part of your cultural upbringing, you automatically go towards violence because violence is what shows you you're the best. Because if you can't beat someone in a scholastic way, well, you beat them afterwards. Yep. One
3: part of this, too, that we do, we squash creativity. Mm. Creativity is looked down upon. So you are taught to fall in line uh, into this toxic masculinity. If you're creative, that's great, but you're not going to amount to anything. It's pretty much what we're taught. So, like, why do we always think we have to strive over everybody else? Why aren't we trying to reach for the stars? We talk about reaching for the stars, right? But like, we limit ourselves to what we think, the way we think about it. But that goes to everything else. How do you solve your problems? Well, it's got to be muscle because that's what I'm taught.
0: Right. We don't
3: think creatively, and that might be something else in other places. But here, like, creativity is—it's dealt with.
0: Uh, it also—I uh, mean—a point that you made there. If all you ever do is reach for the stars, at what point do you look back and look at the beauty you left behind? You never, yeah. see, you never see the moon yeah. or the earth for the beauty it is, or in fact, even consider the vast expanse of the universe if all you're doing is reaching for one goal that is always unattainable. And again, that goes back to the idea that you should always push yourself forward when in reality, why is the earth not enough? You know, I mean, fuck, it, it's a James Bond film. The world is not enough. You know, it's 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 that idea. And why isn't it? Why is that not enough? Why is that got to be there? I mean, it's it's such a strange idea that that you always push to be something else. And if that becomes part of your cultural need and norm, then you're screwed from birth, because what do you, what do you do? If you're if you're shown that you've got to be a certain way and that nothing else is going to be enough, then
2: mm-hmm.
0: what can you possibly do. How can you get away from it? How can you try and stop that? It's right. It's an ever encompassing problem because every time you try and settle, even those of us that know better, like you said, R J, still look down on you. Because, well, why aren't you trying to do something better? Why aren't you doing what When you say to, you to your brother, you just want him to be happy, what you mean is, why aren't you, why aren't you wanting to have the happiness that I have? Why aren't you looking for the way that would make me happy? Because that's the way we've been taught. And it, it's the way that our parents and the older generations, as we said before, look at us of not wanting certain careers and think, well, it's because we would do something else. It doesn't matter. Right. And then we get stuck in this. And then, of course, if someone comes in, again, into a bar and just has a go at you for, I mean, that, you know, you worked in the docks or something. Well, then that turns into violence. And those that yeah. are creative tend to be necessarily ones that wouldn't work in the docks. And creativity, when it is pushed forward, especially in the U.S., tends to come from outside of the U.S. Think about the person that's most revered in terms of creativity, as you were saying, RJ. It's Elon Musk, who's South African. Right. American. Einstein. Einstein being, being Austrian-German, yeah? Yep.
1: It's... Yeah. Tesla.
0: I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, Tesla who then um, basically... I mean, the person that you revere for his creativity stole everything. Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison. Thomas literally everything. Nothing it's about his, his legacy <laughs> is true. He didn't invent the light bulb. He didn't even make it better.
3: <laughs> no. And Tesla still is... Honestly, Nikola Tesla still looks like down upon if you look at history, right? And I mean, a- that's the history of the world.
0: And actually, one of the best, one of the reasons that Edison is um, looked upon graciously in terms of his creativity is because he was a bully. Mm-hmm. He was from New Jersey and he was a bully. And that's, you know, he was that kind of, I'm going to, I'm going to fuck everyone over. And that, again... So when you, even when you do look at your own creativity or that ability, you're showing that it should be something that you're pushing for even more and that you've got to fuck people over on the way to get up there.
1: Yeah. And if you
0: start from that, then how is violence or an, at least a violent nature not always the default? When you're taught that the people in history, every single person that you would revere, barring only one person I can think of in American history, has a violent past. The only person I can think of that is revered to a point that has no violent past in American history is MLK. That's it. I cannot think of anyone else. All your founding fathers all have violent pasts, all right. have, all have um, very much so. I mean, they, they were violent over others as well because of slave trade. Um, all of your modern um, Hollywoods, all violent. Uh, everyone
1: part of the culture and just like you said we can we have they, they're, they're profiting from it and so i think this this dude this conversation
0: is that uh, is, uh, i mean if we did the same in england i can think of one who is revered and who is violent which is churchill but beyond that then we have people like princess diana who was revered because she wasn't because she was something else and I think that maybe that's a, a stark difference as well, is who, do you, who is the pinnacle for you? Who are your pinnacles? They're, they're people of violence. The people who are pinnacles for many other people are not. There may be people from wars who we revere, like I said, Churchill. But beyond that, is there anybody? Whereas in America, I literally can't think of one that hasn't had an impact it's of violence.
3: A lot of generals. I mean, even from the Confederacy are revered. The people who are traitors to the United States of america
1: Right. Yeah. and that that
3: obviously has racial undertones and connotations, but like it literally a lot of the people besides like m l k and I mean Columbus is still revered <laughs> yeah. by a lot of Americans
1: don't, don't get me started on that yeah don't get me started on that but i i I do up uh, I do gotta get going here soon man i got of course you got to hop on a phone call.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. Um, it is interesting. I think that that is the stark difference is there is a cultural bias in, in the United States that is pushing to the border violence, and that's possibly that's something that needs absolutely. to be looked at. Very much going forward, because otherwise it's just going to cycle around. As we said, if you have poverty, you have um, violence, and if you have violence, it just continues itself. So um, thank you very much for hanging out with, with me again, guys. I'm sure we will find another, another reason to do one like this, or potentially you'll have me back on your, your podcast. Oh, yeah. um, oh that's
3: going to happen. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. We will, um, we will have the details um, for Untapped Keg and um, the guys below, as uh, we would do normally. Um, this will be coming. And actually, to make a point, um, Monty said about there being a shooting um, tonight. It is the 7th of March. This is coming out on the 9th. And RJ's point about there being mass shootings every 48 hours. It may be interesting, for those of you listening or watching, just to check the stats and see the realities. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but thank you very much, guys. And um, yeah, thank you for joining me. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you again next time. Thanks, everyone.